across the UK, online and on DAB. We are Talk Talk Radio. Give it some lip. Talk Radio. Can you get out of the studio, Ash? Unbelievable. I don't have much time to set up things in here. And then James and, uh, and, and Ash just hang around talking rubbish for five minutes. Outrageous behaviour. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Yesterday was kind of like the 4th of July. The way your face lit up the entire sky. Had to look away because it hurt my eyes. The way you hit me was a big surprise. Making any sense, but I felt okay. Ask you if it was my birthday. This kind of thing don't happen every day. So 
So I watched um, the SAS programme on Channel 4. I couldn't understand what was going on. I've never seen it before. Um, and I, 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 watch, I don't really watch TV very much now. I kind of watch movies on Netflix. Oh, by the way, Midnight Tonight. Have you seen um, Man vs. Snake? The um, documentary that's on Netflix um, about Tim McVeigh, not that one, who's the first person ever to score a billion points on a game. He's coming on the show tonight, Midnight. That's happening, so that's cool. Um, but I don't really watch... I'm all out of breath. I was running around like an idiot there trying to set up the studio after James and Ash had left it in a terrible, terrible state. And then normally I come... That's why we played the song there. Normally I come in and I have a, you know, a bit of time to set up before the news. And they were just stood there talking and talking. I'm thinking, Jesus, man, you're off the meter now. Can you not just take a break? And they just stood there gabbing. Oh, no, 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 no. oh and they, I, I don't even know what they were talking about. How their show was brilliant and how they were going to um, save talk radio from the dull. I don't even know what they were talking about. It was it was like I, I got in a time machine back to 1996, guys, and it wasn't pleasant. So we need to, and I don't want to say this to them because I'm talent, so I don't need to. But I'm hoping that Catherine and Ed, between them, Ed produces uh, James Whale, so, weekday, 7 o'clock, right? I'm hoping that Ed can have a word with James and, and say, look, once the show is finished, get up out of the studio, clean your mess and leave. Because it's just not fair. I mean, they're the warm-up act for me. Right, so they've done the job. They've 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 kept the the engine ticking over while people are having their dinner and watching the soaps and stuff. And 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 then it's time for the big show at ten o'clock. So we need to sort that out, okay? But I don't really watch television now, and I watched some television tonight, and it just I totally get. I remember now why I don't watch TV. It's rubbish. It's rubbish. We watched a bit of Corrie. Then we saw some of I'm a Celebrity. I don't, who is that guy from um, the dance troupe? He's not even the kid with the afro, is he? I thought he was the kid with the afro. He's not even the kid with the afro. Um, I'm looking forward to Danny Baker and Martin Roberts going in, though. That's going to happen soon, isn't it? That has to happen soon. Um, Danny Baker's not been tweeting the last few days, and Martin Roberts wasn't in at the weekend. W- what does that tell you? Huh? Come on, guys. We're not stupid. Um, but it, it, it bored me I'm a celebrity, and I started getting maudling, maudlin, um, thinking that maybe I should have said yes to it when they asked me four times, and I didn't. Um, so then we switched over to Channel 4, 0344 499 by the way, we'll start the show in a minute. Then we um, uh, uh, flipped over to, ch- to Channel 4 to watch the uh, the SAS show. And I don't understand it. Well, I didn't understand what was so difficult. Did you watch it? I don't understand what was so difficult. So they they were like... I was going to say being tortured, but it wasn't torture, really. They had to to crouch for 24 hours. <sighs> I mean, I've I've been to gigs where you get there at 10 in the morning, the band you want to see is not on until 7 in the evening. You have to stand, I've, you know. Um, And then, they, Alan, did you see it? Unfortunately not, I was watching to become BBC One. Okay. Um, 
So, and then they, they, they got questioned and they said to lie. I can lie. Keith, ask me what my name is. Uh, Dave. No. What? <laughs> what's your name, Dave? Um, Ian. No. Oh, what's your name? I'm Tony. My name is Tony Mustafa. You sound just like Tony Mustafa. I know him from the kebab shop. Um, that's a bit racist. I don't work in kebabs. I work in computers. Oh, do you? Yeah. I'm an IT guy. Can you come and help me fix my computer? Because I don't know nothing about it. Absolute, with absolute pleasure. Okay. Then then when I, then when I go and fix your computer, I get to steal all of the secrets. You see, I'd be brilliant (laughs) on that program. Hang on a minute. Alan, ask me my name. What's your name? I just told the other fella I'm Tony Mustafa. What's your wank? What's my what? R-A-N-K. Say it one more time. What's your wank? I'm not, what do you mean, right? I'm not in the military. I'm a computer expert. What is the basis of Windows 10? What do you mean, what is the basis of Windows 10? I work with you Apple... Com- computers? I, yeah, I work with Apple computers. What is the basis of a MacBook Pro? Uh, well, it's, it's Linux, of course. Oh! Yes! 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 See, all all of the lies have to have some founding in reality, right? You can't just go in cold. I answered the question. I've got through to the next round. Ooh, no one, no one, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. right? Hello, my name is Tony Mustafa. I'm a computer expert. I work in computers. Why are you holding me prisoner? If anyone wants to phone up this evening and grill me SAS style and try and get the truth out of me, you won't be able to. Because lying like that is easy. And this is why I couldn't understand what the programme was trying to do. I mean, all those people were rubbish liars. All you got to do, you pick a name, you pick a job, you pick a town, and you stick with it. Now, had they been proper SAS, this is what I said they should have done. They should have sat the fella down. Got his, you got, this is how you do it. You tie arms behind the back, legs to the chair leg. Right? And then you get a gun. And you get a gun. I've seen this on 24. It works. It absolutely works. You put the gun put face down onto just, just above their knee. Just on their knee. You say, right, you're going to start telling me the truth. Now, even I would be a little bit nervous in that situation. And then... Before you even ask him a question, you shoot and you fire a bullet through their leg. Oh, yeah! That shows them that you are loco, right? And that, that you are not... Pl- you're playing outside of the conventional parameters of the uh, the questioner, the interrogator. And suddenly there are no rules, which in many ways, if you're the person being interrogated, is terrifying, but then it frees you up to be loco. It's a tough, it's a complicated business. But if anybody wants to, uh, yeah, if I go, 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 if anyone wants to phone up and um, try and interrogate me, my name's Tony Mustafa, um, then 0344 499 1000. I guarantee, I guarantee you will not be able to see through my story and I will, does he want to have a go? He wants to have a go, does he? Hang on a second. Do you want to have a go, Kyle? Evening, you all right? 
Yeah, I'm fine. Well, I, I don't know why you're holding me prisoner here for. I've done nothing. Well, I just want to know uh, a, a few answers to a few simple questions. I'm, listen, I'm, re- I'm happy to, to, to answer those questions, but, but can you tell me why you've, why you've got me here? Why, you're an enemy of the state. I'm in where, sorry? You're an enemy of the state. I don't, I've no, I don't even know what that means. What, sta- well, I, what state? Well, I think you've been plotting against the, uh, the ruling party. Are you sure about that? Yep. You don't sound sure about that. I've got evidence. Well, don't interrogate me, mate. You don't sound sure. I've turned the tables. See, I'm winning. You don't sound sure about that. Are you? No, are are you we, we, where am I? We've got credible information. What, what do you're, you... probably in a, you're probably in a cell like the start of Callan years ago. Well, you tell me where I am. I don't know where I am. Oh, do you know what? I give up with this guy. I was only ringing you to like, quiz you on Linux. Idiot. See? You can't! You cannot! I am the best liar! <laughs> and, um... Oh, hang on a minute. Alan and Keith, I will come to you, I promise. I have not forgotten you. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. If you want to phone in and interrogate me, no one will be able to break through my Tony Mustafa story. Um, but... <laughs> Who's this, Mark? Hmm, great. The James Whale and Ash Show, followed by this. Oh, dear. You don't come on and run down the previous presenters. Mark, listen. When there is, Did you listen to the James Whale and Ash Show? It's been a long time since he's been on national radio, OK? He's, he needs to warm up, and that's fine. He just needs to warm up. That's absolutely fine, Mark. Come on. Um, 03444991000. I'm going to go to a break. Now. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Good evening. My name is Tony Mustafa. I am a computer engineer from just outside Birmingham. I have no idea why I'm here. Please, I'm begging you. Let me go, because my husband will be terrified if I don't make contact with him soon. Boom. You can't see. I've got a wedding ring on. See, I was going to say I wasn't married, but then I remembered I've got a wedding ring on. But now I've I've just gone a little bit loco, and I've made it a bloke that I'm married to, because you can. Admittedly... It depends who's got me prisoner. Now, I've said a bloke because I'm assuming it's not Islamic terrorists that have got me. Because that... You, they, they would toss me off the top of a building. So you've got to be careful. You've got, you've got to be careful. But maybe I'm... Anyway, listen. I'm, the, the guy has just shot the fella next to me in the knee before he even asked him a question. They're loco. I'm going loco. I'm going rogue. Seriously. Um... Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Alan and Keith, I promise I will come to you in a bit. And another reason I don't like TV, right? Is that, when did adverts get like really rubbish? I'm deliberately not watching the John Lewis advert because I don't understand how the John Lewis advert is now a part of our Christmas tradition. Christmas tradition is um, hearing Slade in the shops the first time. I was in Costa today, and they played um, E17, Stay Another Day. I thought, ah, Christmas. 
Um, get buying the advent calendar, putting the trip. Those are traditions, right? Those are, those are nice Christian traditions, right? Get over it, guys. It's a Christian country. What are you going to do about it? Oh, that. Um, but when, the, the, but suddenly the John Lewis advert is part of the Christmas tradition, and I'm not buying into it. I'm not buying into it. I'm not one of those that says, oh, Christmas starts too early. It can't start early enough for me. In fact, Matt Haig is coming in tomorrow night, who's written um, uh, The Boy Called Christmas and the new book, The Girl Who Saved Christmas. He's coming in tomorrow at the top of the show. And I'm sure we'll, we will be celebrating Christmas. N- not literally, not with turkey or anything, but it can't cook. But the John Lewis advert for me, I don't, I, and so I'm deliberately not watching it. I know it's a boxer dog on a trampoline. And I know that because I saw a picture of it in the newspaper and I've seen people tweeting spoofs of it on Twitter. And that's all I know. As soon as I see the shot of the trampoline, I'm out, I'm out of the room. I'm not watching it. But I had the misfortune of seeing another Christmas advert on television. Um, and if they're advertising um, with us here on talk radio, then everything I'm saying is, of course, incredibly ironic and my tongue is in my cheek. But it was an advert and it went on for about five minutes, right? And it was it was like, it was, a, it was being sung by comedy vacuum James Corden, right? And it was for Sainsbury's. And it was, it was, awful it, i i just didn't it went on and i know this show is supposed to be celebratory and embrace things and all of that and all of that and that's great right but this advert was too long it was tedious what the hell is that man do- that man is rich enough right he shouldn't be doing people like me out of voiceover jobs right it shouldn't be and it went on, and it went on, and it went on. And then just when you think it's over, it does one of those finishes. There's a brilliant... I'll see if I can find it after half past, right? There is a brilliant Dudley Moore um, sketch. Have you heard this, Catherine? Dudley Moore sketch where he's playing the piano. And it's a song, and it's about three minutes long. This is how I remember it. I've not heard it for years. But it, it every bar you think it's the ending... But then he doesn't... It, it's really hard to explain. I'll try and find it. It's genius. Utter, utter genius. Well, this advert was like that. You think it's coming to an end, and then it just goes on and on and on. And it, it, it's ridiculous. So that's why I don't watch TV. And I sound like I'm being all grumpy and all scrooge I'm not at all, because I love Christmas. I cannot wait for Christmas. I cannot wait for Christmas. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Um, uh, let, well, let's do these calls, and then I'll, I'll, I'll see something else that happens to me over the weekend. Keith, hello, hello, Keith. Uh, I just want to say thanks very much for obviously pictures last night. For, for what? For um, I come and met you before your show. Oh, last night. this. Oh, Keith, 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 Keith. I did a show last night in this wonderful place. What was it called? The Bear. The Bear Club. The Bear Club in Luton, and uh, Luton of all places. This this club is the most beautiful club I think I've ever been in. Did you, you did you get a glimpse of it inside, Keith? I did. Yeah, I've been there before as well. So it I, is yeah. absolutely incredible in there it's stunning it's done beautifully 
Um, and I, 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 I did a little show there. Thank you to everyone who came. And Keith came with his wife and his, uh, were there four Children. kids or five kids? Four kids, four kids. Four kids. Uh, and you came, you came and had a little picture taken before because you couldn't get a babysitter. Oh, yeah, I had tickets, but I couldn't get a babysitter. Oh. My youngest son's autistic, so it's hard to get. And is that, is that mean um, that no one wants to babysit him, or, or just that you uh, need someone with extra skills? I need someone that would spend three or four months right. getting, him, him getting used to them before yeah. I could leave him. So, that um, must be, that must, do you ever get to go out, you and the missus? No, last time we went out was your show in Luton Library. Oh, God, I'm sorry. Well, let's hopefully <laughs> you get to go to a good show no, um, that was good in Luton Library. That was a good show. And you can't make it to St Albans next week. You can same same problem. No, exactly. No, yeah, that's one of them things. But we we appreciated what you done. You took your time out to have a picture with us, and that was a uh, well. Enough for it us. was it was it was very nice to meet you in a very cold, dark car park. Um, and and uh, nice to meet all your kids. You got very beautiful kids. <laughs> and on another note, computer games. I've just bought a Mega Drive oh, um, console boy. thing. Yes. yes. The older ones from Argos. Yeah. Sorry, should, can I say that now? Or we can that... say we can say Argos. Oh god, yeah. Okay, Argos is pretty good. Sonic Hedgehog's pretty good. Thirty nine pound ninety nine. <laughs> is this one of these ones that's like preloaded yeah. with loads of games? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's very good. Mortal Kombat. I keep getting beat on not Mortal Kombat. No. When I was twelve, I could I could annihilate Mortal Kombat. Now I can't. Are you a button basher? Uh, yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah. That's the way to be. <laughs> Have you seen the film Man vs Snake? No. Oh, mate, watch it. It's, if you're like an old school um, video gamer, um, like like I am, you'll love it. It's about this guy who gets a billion points on an old um, arcade cabinet in 1983. Takes 36 hours of playing, <laughs> um, and it's, it's brilliant. He's coming on the show tonight. The guy that did it. Right. So I'll it, put that on the list then. Put that on the list. Uh, well, Keith, I'm glad. I'm I'm sorry you didn't get to see the show. Um, but no. I'm glad you got year, to come hopefully. along. Nice one, man. We'll, 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 let's see if we can sort something out. It'll be really nice. Okay, lovely. Thanks for your time. Yeah. Take care, man. Bye-bye. Bye. Um, yeah, I did a show last night. Um, and this, this the, the Bear Club, is that what it's, it's called, isn't it? In Luton. It's absolutely beautiful. You know Luton. You know, you know Luton. I worked in Luton for a few years. But this club is... Um, Oh, it was, it was absolutely stunning. I was blown away when I walked in. Thank you to everyone who came uh, and saw it last night. Here's the thing. Right. There was a gentleman called Patrick and his partner, whose name I cannot remember. They came all the way from Dublin. They flew from Dublin to come and see me dick around in a club in Luton. And I was there and I was going, oh... They came and, you know, I do these things and I, I stick around and meet people afterwards. And uh, even though I, I find it ter- terrifying <laughs> talking to, actually talking to people. Um, but I, I do it because I think people have made an effort to come out and see you and, and put money in your pocket. The very least you can do is go and look them in the eye and shake their hands. And, um, yeah, he'd come all the way from uh, from Dublin. And I was saying, gosh, I need to do something to make this special and he had a cd so i just I couldn't give him a cd and uh, uh, I, I, I had nothing to give him so he went home disappointed i guess i don't know um but we're doing another one in st albans and it's a show ian lee versus radio you can buy a live cd of it guys if you go to gofasterstripe.com um and it was a show that i did last year and i thought i'd resurrect it and do a couple of shows this year just because the nice guy called adam um, got in touch and said, oh, do you come and do it at my comedy clubs. And um, I thought, oh, it's an old show, so loads of people will have seen it. 
And I did it in Luton before, and loads of people came. I thought, look, so I, I kind of crammed in loads of new bits and took out some old bits. And then when I started, I said, right, who saw the show last year? Only six people put their hands up. What a waste of my time that was. Anyway, it was all right. I think those. I know two people walked out halfway through. Did you just spot that? Two people walked out halfway through. That much I know. And someone sent me a, a, a tweet saying, I hope the microphone picked up what they were saying. I don't know what they were saying, but I guess they maybe they didn't enjoy it. Um, but um, the other five people stayed in the room. So that's got to be good, hasn't it? Hasn't it? Um, this is Tony Mustafa on Talk Radio. 0344 is the telephone number. Caddick, you're on after this. Late night conversation worth losing sleep over. Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Yes, Alan. Hip, hip, hip. Good evening. How are you, Tony? Uh, I'm hot and I wonder why you've got me here. Well, let's just put it this way. You were captured in the cover of darkness. Well, I, uh, yeah, yes, but what do you want with me? I'm just, as I told you, I'm just a, a, a an ordinary, humble computer um, IT man. Well, I've been weeping your line through your teeth. Who are we? We have a captain and me. Yeah, the, the other. Well, who are you? What's your name? Just tell me your name. Show me some humanity. We're linked to the presidency. What, the, the President Trump. We're part of his staff. What, what what have I done to to upset President Trump? By voting for Clinton. Well, no, but I I you must have me confused. I'm a British citizen. I can't vote. You used your voice of power given to you by Boris Johnson. I have lit. I've never met Boris Johnson. I've literally no idea what you're talking about. Say no. Is that you, is that when you kill me then? He's no. He's hung up. He's hung up. He's hung up badly. Of course, as only Alan Gaddick could do. He's hung up back. That was him committing suicide, wasn't it? That was him doing Harry Carey. That's a that was a very confusing um, scenario that we just took part in, wasn't it? That was that was strange. Um, but you know that's what happens. Oh three, four four, four nine nine one thousand. I had a strange um, a strange encounter on Twitter over the weekend. And I will talk about it, because he's going to come on the show at some point. I invited him on the show. Um, Where I was on, um, I did Sky News. I I made a decision over the weekend, and it's really hard to stick to it, right? And I've I've broken that rule this evening. But I I made a semi-decision that on Twitter, if you you listen to the podcast I did with Scroobius Pip, we kind of talked about this a bit, right? But where he says... He, he would sometimes go on Twitter and slag off bands and stuff, and then he realised, he thought about, he's got, you know, all these these followers and stuff, wouldn't it be nice, instead of slagging off people, just to say nice things about, you know, say instead, instead of saying, oh, I hate this band, he could say, oh, I love this band, you know, and, and, and kind of twist like that. And I've been thinking about that. It's kind of planted a seed in the back of my head. And so I'm considering the idea of, on Twitter, only saying, on Twitter not being negative, right? Not being negative. And I completely failed tonight because I slagged off that Sainsbury's advert. Right? Um, but it, it was working yesterday. I did Sky News yesterday. 
Um, and it was all very nice, me and Anne Diamond, and, and, and we got on. I didn't say anything too contentious. And, of course, the usual idiots come out and, and, and have a go at me and, and, and call me a left-wing liberal and all of this stuff, which I, which I am. Um, and then there was, there, there, was a, there was a gentleman on there um, who um, just kind of attacked me for no reason whatsoever. Said I'd been very it, it misheard something, I think, and 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 um, uh, went in for the attack as it's so easy to do on Twitter. And of course, my initial reaction is to go up yours, and I didn't because I knew the bloke knew him, and I worked with him a couple of times about twenty years ago. And um, I, I think we spoke on Twitter a couple of years ago, but I might be wrong. But I certainly met him, and he's, he's a comic, and he he was always a thoroughly decent chap. Um, uh, to me, and, uh, and as we do, um, you know, in, in our careers, when we work with someone a long time ago, every now and then we just kind of look, see, oh, I wonder what they're up to. Oh, and I kept a little eye on his career and stuff, and he was doing very, very well for himself. And so he sent me this thing, and so instead of I, 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 instead of snapping back as I would normally do, I kind of went in with the um, with an olive branch, and and I mean, gen- genuinely, it confused me, and um. I kind of asked him what he was doing, and he didn't respond to me, and he responded to some other people, and um, it, it, there was another couple of mean tweets and stuff, and it was really genuinely head-scratching moment. And um, and then I kind of started looking at his... He does a blog and a vlog, and I watched one of his, his episodes of his, of his vlog and stuff, and it was really interesting. And then I started to piece together, and someone sent me a message, actually, on, on Twitter, saying, oh, he's had a bit of bad luck recently, in personal life and, and, and career. It's like, ah, ha, ha. And I joined the dots and I realised he was going through, um, or he had at least gone through a thoroughly rotten, miserable time. He'd lost a job um, a while ago and, you know, relationships and things like that. And I, I'm not going to say too much because it's not my place to. And when he comes on, he may talk about it. Um, and so I, I kind of continued, not love bombing him. That's a little bit extreme, but just um, not saying anything rude about him or unpleasant, and um, sending him a few messages saying, "I'm just a bit confused why you're doing this, man." I thought, you know, I, I thought we got on and stuff, and I hope everything's okay. And and a couple of people on Twitter, as they do, kind of piled in and and and, and were sending him a little bit of abuse. And I was like, "Well, no, let's let's not do that, you know. Let's let's." thank you but let's pull back anyway 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 uh and this shows how effective this can be right um he kind of then sent a couple of um conciliatory uh, tweets yesterday and then today sent me an apology an apology a public apology on twitter that's a tough thing to do man that's a really tough thing to do to um to say sorry in, in public and i've had a couple of people do it uh, 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 on twitter who, who jumped to the wrong conclusion about something or misinterpreted i said um and he said sorry and i just thought yeah that uh, there we go that takes a lot and then then he followed me on twitter and i sent him a little message and i said look i'm i'm, I'm glad that you know that you said sorry i really appreciate that um and he sent another apology on the, the private message and I, we were just chatting and stuff and um He's been having a really rotten time, and I just happened to be... I don't know I, I don't know if he remembers that I, I met him 20 years ago. I don't know, but, but he's in a similar sort of business. He's a comedian. Uh, and sometimes 
when I'm having a bad time, you know, relationship-wise or work-wise or depression-wise or car crash-wise or whatever, if I see people doing a, who are in a similar career to me or who perhaps started out a little bit before me or a little bit later than me, I can make them the targets of why my life has gone to SH1T. You know, why, why my, you know, things are going bad for me. It, then I hate them more. I hate them because of it. Um, and um, he's struggled with depression, I think, and mental health and all this kind of stuff. And that's not giving away any um, uh, anything private because he's mentioned it in public. And um, I just thought, I'd, where am I going with this? No, I'm not going anywhere with it, really. I guess what I'm trying to say is, um, <sighs> I'm not trying to say anything. There is no conclusion to it. He's gonna, anyway, he's going to come on the show maybe next week at some point, and, and, and we'll, we'll, we will have a good old laugh about that and how stupid uh, we were. And uh, we'll, we'll, he wants to come on and talk about mental health and, and, and stuff like that, and we will, and we'll, we'll, we'll find out what's going on for him in his life. Um, um, and there is no conclusion to that story i suppose i guess just um the the thing that i take away from it is what do i take away from it just not to jump in at full pelt with with all my guns ablazing when someone has a go at me and that's a really hard thing to do that's a really hard thing to do and the next person that tweets me abuse i might lose my rag and tell him to f off or whatever um I, i'd like to think not but but i might do um but i guess what it has taught me is um, maybe just to think before tweeting. That, in fact, that was the thing. When I was driving into Sky that morning at half past five in the morning, I was thinking, I, I was trying to come up with a new Twitter strategy for me. And it would be, God, I couldn't put this into practice, but it would be that before I send a tweet, I think about it for 10 minutes before, so you don't, you don't, um, Oh, phone box has just crashed. Hang on a second. Um, so that I don't send it instantly. So I just have a tweet, think about it. Ten minutes later, is it funny? Is it mean? Is it a little bit unpleasant? In fact, I tell you, that's what I'm going to try and do. This is what I'm going to do for the rest of the week. The rest of the week, right? That's what I'm going to try and do for the rest of the week. And if I fail, you're allowed to correct me. I'm going to try and only um, send positive messages on social media how's about them apples should we give that a go because because twitter is 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 thoroughly unpleasant um and someone sent me um a link today on twitter to to really just a mean piece about um uh someone who works on another radio station who's who's sort of a friend of mine sort of and I read it, and I just thought, this is really mean. And then I looked at the people underneath it who'd liked it. And it's all like people like, you know, Hopkins and all these people had liked it. And um, I just thought, oh, isn't that horrible? And then I read her, her, her timeline. I just thought, oh, this is horrible. So, all right, this is what we'll do. This is what I'm going to try and do for the week. And you're welcome to come aboard and join me, dear listener. Let's try 03444991000, if you want to call it. It's a phone-in show. I just remembered. Um... Let's try for this week to only send positive messages on Twitter. Already I can feel my anxiety levels rising. It's so easy to go on there. As I did tonight, say, this advert's rubbish. What does, what does that, 
Where does that take us, though? What does that create? It doesn't create, does it? It doesn't do anything. I'm slagging off the work of James Corden, and I'm slagging off the work of, um, you know, how many people worked on that advert? 200? 200 people? It's an animation, so a lot of people would have worked on that. I'm slagging their work off. Turns out it was, it was I think... I think someone told me that it's it's the story is written by a seven-year-old kiddie. So I'm slagging off a story by a seven-year-old kiddie. Well, that's not big. That's not clever, is it? Shall we try it? Are you in? Are you prepared to have a go? And for, between now and the end of Friday's show... To, I mean, I don't really use Facebook in, in, in that way. But between now and the end of Friday's show, on Twitter and Facebook, should we try and only say, like, positive things? And I don't mean be stupid, like, um, you know, you tweet, hey, someone, your hair looks nice. Well, you can say that if you want, but just not negative things. Does that make sense? Oh three, four four, four nine nine one thousand. We call you back. Who's in? Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Yes, Rashid. This is Captain Rashid from the uh, anonymous Arab political group. We uh, uh, got your name, Mustafa. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm Tony. I'm Tony Mustafa. Pl- please, why are you keeping me here? Where was you captured? I, I, I have no idea. All I remember was, 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 um, I was in, uh, London, I was in Waterloo, and suddenly I find myself in this dark room. Please, please, what is going on? Now you are in the desert, my friend. What? You are in Jordan, in the desert. What the, what is going on? Please, honestly, I have no idea what you've got me here for. I, I listen to your show. Cut with the bullshine, my friend. What, what, Stop what? the bullshine. What, what what are you talking? My name is Tony Mustafa. I am a computer expert from Birmingham. My friend, relax. You smoke cigarette. No, no I don't. I don't smoke cigarettes. No. Have have chocolate. White chocolate. Milk uh, chocolate. Yeah. yeah. So thank you. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Relax, my friend. Don't worry. Drink tea. Thank you. Thank my you. My friend. My friend. Some question for you. Yes. Your first name, please. Uh, my, I told you. My name is Tony. Tony. Your second name, please. Very interesting name. Mustafa. Where are you from? Your background. Your I'm from. Father, I'm, I'm from. Father. I'm from Birmingham. Where is your father from? You have father. Yes, I have father. I have a father. Where's from? Where's he from? My my father is from Birmingham. Where's his grandfather come from? His grandfather comes from Pakistan. Pakistan. Very good. I know very well Pakistan culture. Good. This name, Mustafa, you know meaning of it? Of course I do. What's it mean, my friend? What does Mustafa mean? Yes, my friend. Wh- why Why are you asking me all these questions? I don't believe you are Tony Mustafa. <sighs> I, enough, it's, it's, enough with that bullshine, it means it, Enough with the bullshine. Well, do you want me to answer the question or not? Yes, what is Mustafa meaning? It means the chosen one. My friend, the accent, you said you're from Birmingham. Yeah, that's correct. My friend, you're very good. Very good, my friend. You eat many kebabs, my friend. Thank you very oh. much indeed. You see, you honestly, honestly, right, I will be the best liar on the SAS programme. You cannot get anything past me. I'm brilliant. 
And this is it, right? If you're going to tell a lie, it's got to be founded in, in, in some kind of uh, reality. And you've got to know all the outroots of that lie. You have to. I'm good. If anyone wants to question me, my name is Tony Mustafa. I'm a computer engineer from Birmingham. I'm married. It's a gay marriage. Please, let me go. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Yes. Yes, Craig. Hey, Ian. Yes. This Twitter thing's a good idea, you know. Do you reckon? Yeah. Should we give when it a go? I, when I started, I, I trained myself not to stick anything negative written down. Yeah. Because it can be misinterpreted. Yeah. You've got to read it in a monotone voice. Uh, so that the person you can let then see as someone else will interpret it the wrong way. Yeah. But even if someone does like have a go, if you haven't intended it to be negative, then you, you're still happy in yourself that you wasn't meant that way after all. So I don't. Periscope's a bit different. You can, especially if they're asking for a roasting in their title. But yeah, I don't stick anything. Hang on, so I got it. I got it. So you go, but you can't be negative on Periscope. Yeah, well, they have roast, don't they? Where Re- someone, what? Someone will say roast me, and then you just you know you just go in there and they haven't they're they're well, it's them saying roast me. So people people go on Periscope. I still don't quite understand Periscope. People go on Periscope and they start streaming uh, their, themselves, and and they they're doing it because they want people to abuse them. Yeah, the title would be roast me. Now, what is is that sadism or masochism? I always get the two confused. Well, if you're roasting, roasting, I guess you're a sadist, and if you're receiving the roast, you'll be the massacre. Okay, okay, wow, uh, that's um, that's incredible. But even if if on Twitter, if I want to say something and I'm really wound up, I'll write it, but I'll never send it. I've, so I've had the enjoyment. Yeah, I've done that before with emails. I've written emails that um, I have absolutely no intention of sending. Uh, it's, it's therapeutic. You'll get you, you know, it'll help you deal with your anger or whatever, but you don't have to then, you know, you don't get anything, you haven't done anything negative to the person themselves. It's like queuing in supermarkets, I have to train myself not to worry about queuing. Oh, here we go, look, I mean, uh, so now I've just been sent, uh, okay, so the link that was sent to me by someone, the originator of the link has now sent it to me. They follow me, and they've sent it to me. And I've, I, I, I've read it. I don't, I don't normally click on links, but I read it because I was bored. And, and, and I, I, I found it quite unpleasant. I found it quite um, a, a nasty attack on um, someone who's not a friend of mine with a very small F. Um, and now this person has sent it to me. So I just ignore, I just ignore it, don't I? Yeah, because it's not going to help the person that's being attacked. He's... Oh, hang on a minute. Okay, this is awkward, because I think he's listening to the show now. The person that sent it, or the person that's been attacked? The person that sent it, I think, is listening to the show now. So this is the equivalent of me being negative on Twitter, because he's... Oh, God, it's so confusing being nice! Well, no, if he's listening to you... Yeah. That's his... He's invited... You've not done anything. He's gone to you. Whereas if you reply, you've gone back to them. Okay. So if he's list- if he is listening, he could call in and justify himself, couldn't he? Yeah, he could. Yes, he could do. Yes, he could do that, couldn't he? Couldn't Whereas he? Whereas you haven't done anything negative. If you reply, that's a negative. Yeah. But talking about something you've received isn't a negative. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, you know, it, it works. 
It helps you calm down. I think it will. What if I'm feeling ill, depressive ill? I guess I don't really... Don't reply to anything. No, but... It, but I, and I don't... Sh- I don't share that stuff on Twitter? No, sharing is fine. But, as a public figure, you're going to get some idiot giving you harassment. Yeah. If you can't handle that, yeah. don't share it at yeah. the time. You could say, oh, yesterday I was down, if you're feeling a bit better the day after. Yes. Because you can take the... You know, it's not fair that you get harassed. It's horrible. Anyone that's got, a, like, a public... You know, I've, I, well, have I got, like, 30 followers? Nobody's going to care mm. about me. But you've got 50,000 now or something? Block and, block and mute. I, I really enjoyed muting people. Mute is the best, because they don't even know. No, they, they just carry on shouting yeah. in the wind. And they can be shouting at you it's, for years. That's the best one. It's weird, isn't it? Um, oh, no, right, okay. <laughs> no, when people say you ought to read it, no, does, it nah. doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. It's uh, like uh, comedians and... Oh, Craig? Craig? He's back. And then they force, force to look at them all, then. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, if you can do it, you, I think you'll feel a bit healthier after. I'm going gonna, gonna to go for it, Craig. I'm going to try... Gosh, isn't it... The fact that a 43-year-old man is even... Um, considering this as being something, um, uh, uh, you know, bold and brave to go for five days without, you know, with, without tweeting negativity, without putting negativity on social media. I feel myself a little short of breath, uh, which means that, um, that there is a certain anxiety about the prospect of having, I don't know, of having that toy taken away. I don't know. Well, give it a go. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. James. All right, mate. Hello, James. How you doing? I'm doing good, mate. You? Yeah, I'm good, thank you, James. What you got for us? Oh, I'm just saying it. No, just throwing up to say hello, bro. What you been up to this weekend? Um, just walking the dogs. For those an issue. For those who missed it, you're the gentleman that lives in a tent. Yes, I am. Uh, getting a bit cold now, isn't it, James? It is, but it's all right, mate. You're right. You sound a bit down. No, not at all. Not at all, fella. Okay. You don't sound <laughs> as you don't sound as sparky as you did last week. No, it's been a, a long day today. Why? So I'm What's a bit tired. Why has it been a long day? Just walking the dogs. Sorting out my tents, sorting out other things, trying to get doctors and crap like that. Can I ask a question? Do you mind if I ask a question that several people put to me after the last time you were on? Go for it. Um, How can you afford and where do you charge your mobile phone? Um, There's a nice lady in the library called Deirdre, and she lets me charge up my phone while I'm sitting there reading books. And how can you afford it? I pay as pay as you go. There we go. You see, that answered that question very nicely. Thank you, James. I hope you don't mind me asking that. I, it was just... No, no, several cold, people mate. were... were, were um, I think questioning no, whether you were genuine there's, or not. There's and I... a weird misconception that everyone who lives on the streets is a pisshead or they take drugs. Yeah. And no. Not like that, man. No. No, oh, I know, I know. 
I can't get held because, as I said, I'm not mentally ill. I'm not on drugs. I don't drink. I've got two dogs. No one's going to take me with two dogs. So I, I, uh, I do still struggle to... I, I do still find that hard to believe that in this country, in 2016... That a bloke living, there's a bloke living in a tent, and I, I'm not saying I don't believe you. I believe you totally. What I'm questioning is, is how, uh, how, uh, the, the, I, I struggle to accept that 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 Britain won't I help, won't have so many homeless projects, so many housing centres. Every town you go to, right, they've got to have a homeless persons unit or a housing centre. Yeah, you go there. Because it's the second sorry. time you've done that. Sorry, that's all right. Don't worry. I do apologise to the right. listeners. Um, they won't take you. Yeah. So as I said, I travel around. I do fruit picking and where I work, where I can get it. And that's just uh, it, man. I've got two lovely dogs. I can pack up my tent when I want and go for a travel. Find a bit of farm work. I would shuffle horse if I could. Mm. You know what I mean? I like it sometimes. You can pick up and just go where you want, mate. All right, James. Well, I'm coming up to a break, so I've got to say goodbye. Thanks for calling in. All right, then, Bob. Anytime, man. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Have a nice night. Take care. Bye-bye. Oh three. Russell, come to you after the news. Oh three, four four, four nine nine, one thousand is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. I'm really itching to go on Twitter and say something negative and I, to someone and I can't. So I'm I'm going to mute them. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to mute them. And and the, the negativity will, will leave my body that way. 0344 499 I'm Tony Mustafa. This is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Talk Radio. 0344 499 is the telephone number if you want to give me a call. You can either try and crack me with your questioning or we can talk about being positive online. This is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. The wild man of late night radio is back. Differently interesting nocturnal emissions from a legend of late night radio. Ian Lee, on air and off the leash. On Sork Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
0344 499 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You can. Uh, Midnight, Tim McVeigh, not that one, um, is uh, is going to be joining us from the United States of America. Um, and uh, thank you to everyone who recommended that I watch the film Man vs. Snake. So, if one or two people recommend a film, I don't watch it. But loads of you did, and I watched it. It's on Netflix. It's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Um, and so we'll be talking about that. It'll get it'll get a bit geeky, guys. It'll get a little bit geekier than normal. Um, until then, and during then as well, and after then, you can call in about pretty much anything um, that you want. We've talked about um, TV being rubbish, about being uh, more positive on social media. Um, about me being called Tony Mustafa and how I can withstand any questioning. Uh, and it's very, very um, easy to do. Um, but you know the score, guys. You can call in about anything. God, the, the worst thing that's happened as a result of um, Trump being elected is the, he's killed British phone-in radio. Hasn't he? All this weekend. Oh, God. Trump, 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 Trump. Thank God for Andy J and his car and gadget show. Honestly, I was driving around and I was just... LBC was Trump. One presenter finished after an hour of Trump. The next presenter came on with another hour of Trump. I went to Radio 4. It was Trump. So I put on Andy J and he was talking about drones. It was brilliant. He had a drone. Um, but it's just all over that. Listen, that's not to say you can't call in to talk about Trump. Of course you can. You can call in about anything you want, but you better have something bloody good to say about the man. You better have something a little bit different. In fact, I don't think anybody after the last three or four days on all these different speech stations. I don't think anybody has anything new or original to say about the man. No one does. People were doing the phone-in um, Saturday afternoon. So the, the, it was one, it was a man finishing on LBC saying, the, the hour was, um, how do you think Trump will impact on Britain? Well, I don't know. And then the next hour, and this is where I turned off, how do you t- talk to the children about Trump? Oh, Jesus, come on. And it's interesting. It's interesting because um, I had the kids... Uh, um, I was taking the kids to school and stuff the, the the morning that we got the election result. And I came downstairs and I turned on the radio and it said, and Trump has won. I went, oh, no. And the boys went, what? I said, oh, um, Trump has, has, has won. And they said, oh, is that a bad thing? And uh, I realised this was a pivotal moment because you're hearing about kids having nightmares and stuff like that. And I thought, actually, they don't need to know. I went, well, I wouldn't have voted for him. And he said some very, very rude things. But everything will be all right. These things always work out. It'll be all right, you know. And and, and 60 million Americans voted for him. That can't be bad. Because there's no point worrying them about it. So I did, I did a little bit of the, oh, no. What's wrong? Oh. And then they said, well, if he said so many rude things, why did people vote for him? Good question. Can't answer that one, guys. But so, I don't want to 
outright ban all talk of him. I'm aware I've just spoken about him for five minutes. Um, but if you're going to call in about the president-elect, you better have something decent and original to say. That's the challenge, right? If, you, if you're hovering by a phone thinking, this is, this is talk radio, goddammit. I have to phone up and talk about the American presidential election. Just think, just think for a second. Is what you're saying a unique perspective? If it is, oh, beautiful. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. I bet it ain't. I bet it ain't. Um, but you know the score, guys. You can call in about absolutely anything you want. And, and it's sort of between about quarter past 11 and quarter to 12 is when the phone calls die down a little bit. So if you're thinking, oh, I might, I might want to phone up and, and uh, take part in this nonsense, then now is an excellent time to call. And we call you back. Russell! Hey, how are you? I'm fine, Russell. We've not spoken for ages. How are you doing, man? Yeah, happy Christmas. Well, well, two things. Uh, well, one thing. It's Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Because uh, it's going to, and this does, this, uh, this is, is one of my bugbears is when people say Happy Christmas and a Merry New Year. No, it's Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Isn't it? Well, we just say Happy and Happy. We, we don't say the Merry. What's the song? Uh, well. There's a song, isn't there? Yeah. Is the Thank song... You, Merry Thank you. It's not We Wish You a Happy Christmas, is it? No. Thank you. Oh, that Thank reminds you. me. That reminds me. I wanted to play some um, Leon Russell this weekend. It kind of... Uh, t- tonight. It's, it, it may have slipped past um, a lot of people's um, knowledge that um, Leon Russell died. Do you know... Uh, Russell. Do you know... Who Leon Russell is? No, no, and, and that's there's, that's not a bad thing in the slightest, right? Leon Russell was a studio musician. He played on loads of Beach Boys records and all these kind of things. He was also an absolutely brilliant, brilliant songwriter, and um, he wrote. Um, don't you remember you told me you loved me, baby? Said you'd be coming back this way again, baby. Baby, 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 oh, baby. I love you. I really do. He wrote that. Yes, yeah, you don't, you don't sound impressed. You don't sound impressed by my singing. I am very impressed. Yeah, he, he, yeah. Well, and and, and oh. he died this weekend, and he died the same day as Leonard Cohen, and um, everybody will have will have kind of ignored it. Yeah, fortunately, it was overshadowed by it was over, overshadowed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was good. Anyway, 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 Russell, that's not what you've I called in for. Bad news. Go on. What's wrong? I got bullied. I was in my workplace, and now I have no job. Hey, now this where, where the, the, well, don't mention the company. This wasn't the radio station, was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. what happened, man? They were jealous of me because I was picking up more viewers, more listeners. Yeah. And then, and two people gangs up on me started telling me how bad I was, oh. how 
disabled I am, what I can't do, and they were just completely out of line. They were so bad. I actually video recorded it. Um, is there a way of getting? Is there a way of getting that video to me? I will send it to you. Can you? Can you? E- can. Are you able to email it? Yeah. Because I'd love to see that. Yeah. Do you know my email address, Russell? No, I don't. Do you want me to give it to you now, or or, or, or do you, if you're if you tweet me, yeah, I'll send you my email address. How about that? Thank you so much. What kind of um, what kind of stuff were they saying to you? They were telling me, "Oh, you're retard, you're retard," and then they were talking to my mother. It got so bad. I wanted to just run away from home. Because I knew if I told my parents, I'd upset them. And thank God I had the courage to show my mom. And today, not today, this week, I showed her. And she was so upset. I bet she was, because you're a boy. Oh, I... <laughs> oh man. Sorry. Hey, don't apologise for that. Yeah, I know you had a lot. Of, a lot I know a lot of my. I, I know a lot of my listeners listen to you as well. So um, uh-huh. there's no accounting for taste. Um, but how did you end up um, out of out of a job then? How did how did what did was was the bullying so much that you quit? Or what happened? Yeah, I told him I'm not coming back. My father came in with me. He showed the manager. The manager said, "I don't care." He literally said, I don't care. Right. Um, and was it other presenters that were, were bullying you? Producers? Yeah, other presenters? Other presenters wow. in, in the studio. Aye. And you've, you've, you've got it you've got it on video? Yeah. Have you, and I'm just thinking out loud, have you thought about going to the police? I went to the, the guardies. The guardies are known as guards yeah. over here. Yeah. I went to them, and they said, get a solicitor. Oh. So I showed my mom, and my my brother, he's a guard. He's a policeman over here. Yeah. We call them guards. He's a guard, and he said, that I should go and get a solicitor. Oh, Russell, man, I'm sorry. I, I want to bring the whole company to court. I raised 480 euro for the radio station, and two weeks later, they kicked me out. I'm really sorry, Russell. That sounds. Um... Yeah, I love that radio. Yeah, I know you did. I know you did. I know you did. I want to work for you. <sighs> I love to work on your show. Well, Russell, I can't offer you. I'm afraid I can't offer you a job on my show. That you know, that's not a realistic option. So let's mm. let's. I, I'm sorry about that, but you know, let. let, let, let I've got to be honest about that. 
Um, send me the video, man. I, I'd like to have a look at it. And um, thank you. There's uh, two videos. Okay. Well, you you, you tweet. Send me a tweet. I'll send you my email address. Yeah. You send them over. Yeah. I don't know what I can do, Russell. Um, but I'd love to have a look at them. All my listeners. Yeah. All your listeners and my listeners. I'm sorry that I left, but I had to. What would um what what would be the ideal situation? What what, what outcome would you like to see come I'd out like of this? To see them, me bring them to court and get justice because there's no bullying shouldn't be allowed, especially on me. I have a head injury. I'm not able to. It's not. And they're really, they're all able bodied people. And they're putting me. There were two of them. Yeah. One of me. Yeah. Well, you know, even it, it, that that is unacceptable behaviour in, uh, in any workplace. No, I, I did it all voluntary. Yeah. Yeah, well, and and and. But I love all the music, the love of the town. There's no other community station or hospital radio or anything nearby that you could perhaps go and volunteer at. No, there is in forty miles away. Right, right, and that's and that's that's impossible to get to, is it? Well, I'd have to live there. Yeah. Oh man, that, I know you are. Um, you're not going to do anything stupid, are you? No, I thought about it. Yeah, I bet. But no, I have the new PlayStation here. Oh, so hang on a minute, you got a new PlayStation? Yeah, the oh. new PlayStation Pro. Well, so you can have a go on that. Yeah. Um, you know it is, and I don't know how easy it is. There'll be people listening who will know better than I will but it is possible to set up your own station if you've got a half decent computer I'd love to set up my own radio station but there, there is mean the world there, there are ways and I don't know what the legalities would be in terms of music and I don't know the technical problems but you know computers can do anything these days there there yeah. would be a way of of um I'm sure streaming your own show from a computer. So I'd have to buy a laptop. Well, you, you'd have to have a computer. <laughs> yes, that would be... That would be... Um, that would be the, down, the, the, the downside. There's me assuming that everybody, of course, has a decent computer, which is a little bit arrogant of me. I don't have computers. No. I have PlayStation and that Yeah, you won't be able to do it on a well, PlayStation. Um no. Oh man, listen, send me that video I'd, I'd really like to have a look at it um, Russ, I, I don't know what to say man There's nothing There's nothing I can I can say But I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of you I lost a job last year I lost a job I got, I got booted out of a radio station A year and a day ago It was, it was yesterday was, It was the anniversary of it And um, 
I was devastated, man. I was, I was, I was devastated. It wasn't the same thing. I wasn't being bullied at work, but I, I felt I was treated unfairly, and I, um, um, was made to to leave a job that I loved doing. I loved it, and I was devastated, and it is devastating. And I also know there's nothing I can say right now that's going to make you feel any better. I'm afraid you just have to get through this. Go on. He accused me of touching three women. Oh. Did he? Who did? Yeah. The the, the the manager or the person that was bullying you? The person that was bullying me. And what and did... absolutely horrible. My ex-girlfriend, she was born with a half a brain. Oh. He accused me of attacking her. Oh, God. He sounds like a thoroughly unpleasant gentleman. Can you send me that video, Russell? I'd, I'd really like to see that video. Yeah. Sorry. Hey, man. They don't apologize. Okay. Nothing to, nothing to apologize to me for whatsoever. I was, I was exactly the same as you a year ago. Um, hey, listen, man, will you give us a call tomorrow? Let me know you're all right. Yeah. Yeah, and send me a tweet. I'll give you my email. Send me that video. Will do. All right, man. Hang, yeah. hang in there. Thank you. Thanks, Russ. Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Let's stop and have a song. Because um, I, I, uh, just because I feel you know I, I don't really know what to say after that. And Russ, I will, we've got another Russ. I'll come to you in a minute. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. But Leon Russell. It's all about the Russells. Um, died uh, the weekend, and I interviewed him, and I'm going to try and dig out the interview. I've got it on a hard drive somewhere. And um, no one knew who he was. No one remembers Leon Russell, right? But he wrote some of the best songs in the world. If you've ever seen him, you'll recognise him. Long white hair and a really long beard. He looks like a, a, a fat member of ZZ Top. Uh, and he played. He was a session musician, and he played with. Uh, he played on all Beach Boys records. He played on a couple of Monkey songs. He played part of like the sort of part of the Wrecking Crew, kind of. And then he went on tour with Joe Cocker and wrote Delta Lady for him. But he wrote some of the most stunning songs ever. And I might play him singing. His voice is one of those kind of. Um, raspy swampy voices but he would sometimes write songs with women in mind have a listen to this i've been so many places in my life and time i've sung a lot of songs i've made some bad rhyme i've acted out my love and stages with 10,000 people watching But we're alone now And I'm singing this song for you I know your image of me Is what I hope to be 
I've treated you unkindly, but darling, can't you see? There's no one more important to me. Darling, can't you please see through me? Cause we're alone now and I'm singing this song for you. Out in front, and I was hiding. But now I'm so much better. And if my words don't come together, listen to the melody. Cause my love is in their hiding. I love you in a place where. Space the time. I love you for my life. You are a friend of mine. And when my life is over, remember when we were together. We were alone and I was singing a song for you. a song huh leon russell seriously man 
you don't know the name and it's it's a crime he wrote some of the best songs some of the best songs remind me i've got to, i must dig out that dudley moore thing as well that i said i'd play because I, I remember it being hilarious it might be rubbish i just don't know oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand i'm ian lee this is talk radio late night ian lee unfiltered night talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on talk radio we have ways of making you talk Can I, i'm trying to find a clip of dudley moore playing a song that never ends right and i can't find it anywhere it's basically, you know, like the endings of songs. It goes, dun, 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 dun. But then it does like, it's like 50 different endings of songs all put together in one. And it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. But I can't find it anywhere. Could someone find a link for it and send it to me so I can play it? I remember it being hilarious. Very, very clever. Brilliant, brilliant pianist. Dudley Moore had a club foot. I don't know what a club foot is. I know he had a club foot, but I don't know what a club foot is. I'm scared to Google it. Because I don't know what I'm going to find. 03 44 499 at 12 o'clock. We'll have Tim McVeigh, not that one. Um, before then, we will take your phone calls. Yes, Russ. Hey, up. Hey, up, Russ. Sorry, I just got you on loud speaker. Yeah. You all right? I'm all right. You all right? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Why did you start calling us again? Because you, 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 you made a very big um, song and dance about the show wasn't for you and you weren't going to listen and you, you'd done your piece and then you came back. And it's great you've come back. Everybody's welcome to go away and come back or not come well, Of course, it, I was just curious as to what, what, what changed. Well, the last time I called, um, we, uh, well... The reason I stopped calling was we had a bit of a um, disagreement, let's say. Yeah, but why did you... And, and you flounced off, uh, but then why have you come back? That's what, that's what I'm curious about. I, 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 you know, you don't have to tell me if you don't want to. I just, it, just, um, it just intrigued me. Well, we weren't really going to discuss it. Ian, I didn't think you wanted to sort of go back. back no, I don't. I don't want to go. But no, I don't want to go back to that. I want to go jump forward a little bit, but back a little bit as to just what what changed your mind? Why you decided to come back? Because I enjoy the show. And, yeah. You know, I was, at the time, I mean, if you don't want me to call, I won't bother. I'll, I'll just talk. <laughs> Russ, you're doing it. I didn't say that. I didn't say. I just. I don't know if you heard no, what I just said. Good. I don't know if you heard what I, I no. felt really. Really I don't know if you. I don't. I'm not, and I'm not talking about that. I don't know if you heard what I just said. I said it's great. That, it up, so yes, I know, Russ, and I now. want you to listen to the words because I said it's great you've come back. I'm really pleased you've come back. I just wondered why you've come back. I don't know. I enjoy it. I enjoy your show. I, I enjoy having a natter, but no, where, no, you're putting a button there that doesn't need to be there. Well, because I, I, I thought. I thought we were um, friends again, but we're not friends. I'm, a bit, I'm just feeling a bit awkward now. Well, th- well, well ra- but, but radio friends. I don't really no, we're not. No, we're not friends. I'm a host, and you're a caller. But you're, yeah, but, but, you're but, but Russ, Russ, I'm not friends with any of the the callers. So don't you know? Don't feel bad about that. You know what I mean? Ra- ra- 
I'm using the loose ter- using the term loose. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a host and you're a caller, and 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 you, you keep putting a butt that isn't there. You're 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 not hearing what I'm saying. I'm saying it's great you've come back. It's brilliant. I'm really pleased. That's the third time I've said those words. I was just curious as to why you've come back. Well, I said I enjoy the show. Brilliant. I'm glad. Oh, I've, got, I've got a few nice subjects to bat around, but I just feel a bit awkward now. Well, I'm sorry if you feel awkward. There's no reason to. I, I asked... Uh, you know this is a show where honesty is appreciated. I asked a question. I also said you didn't have to answer it if you didn't want to. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it is fair enough, actually. Yeah. What have you got for us, Russ? Um, not, not, not me sideways, and I forgot what... Yeah, it was about bad radio and uh, good, good TV. Yes. And, um... Good TV shows because someone had rang up saying TV was crap, and um, I know you, you didn't want to be negative, but um, a particular song by um, new song by by an artist. Yes, it's all this echoes doing my head, and I keep hearing myself. Rep- Hang on a minute. If I press this and then do that, is the echo is the echo gone? Hello. Is the echo gone? Sort of. Yeah, okay, it's a bit. I've no, lines. no, it's still there, but. Oh. I'm, I'll manage. Okay. Yeah, um, have you heard this new album by Paul Simon? Uh, I've, um, no, I didn't know there was a new album by... I didn't even know Paul Simon was in this country doing concerts. He is. Yeah, it's, I've just... I've only seen the advert, but it's like... Something about a wristband and you're not coming in, and I'm like... Oh, yeah, no, we played on, that this song. Is, this is like Paul Simon, you know, seasoned musician. Yeah. Surely he's got a bit more imagination with his lyrics than just waffling on about it. It makes no sense to me. I just did. I thought, this sounds crap. Yeah, but hang on. This is the guy that also wrote 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover, which is which is a bit of fluff. I mean, I loved his old stuff. Slip with, out the um, back, Jack. Oh, Garfunkel. Find a new plan, Stan. Get on the bus, Gus. Yeah, it just seemed really pretentious. I don't know, the, the sound sound to me just, just a bit... I, 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 well, I didn't... I, we played it on the show when uh, the album came out, and I, I wasn't that keen on it. Uh, but, you know, I, I, Paul, Paul Simon, I think, is a poet, and I think that uh, he's um, still able to describe things that we mere mortals um, could never, could never describe. Well, I, th- I think as well, artists, when they've been around that long and they've got such a reputation, they can get away with... Uh, what they want to degree and people still buy it. Yeah, well, I think so, but also I do think that Paul Simon I don't know about this album, but the one before was a masterpiece. I mean actual ma- it that was one. it was um it's got the song on there that you like Kath about is talking to his daughter or something. Um and it's I I think he was about 70 when he recorded it. It it's it's you know, a, a, a seven a, a masterpiece written by a seventy-year-old. You know, it's 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 someone who realizes that um, they haven't got much longer left on this planet, and it's beautiful, beautiful. No, I've not. I've not heard, much, to be honest, much of his re- recent stuff. Um, I like the old stuff. Him and him and Art Garfunkel. Yeah, yeah. You can't go wrong with a little. Well, you can go wrong sometimes. And... <laughs> they did. Um, they did some stinkers. That Leon Russell, Russell I've never, to be honest, I've never heard of him. I've heard his 
of the songs that you mentioned. Yeah. Oh, baby, baby, that's cracking tune. De- Delta Lady by Joe sorry. Cocker. You wrote Delta Lady by Joe Cocker, which is a cr- uh, an amazing song. He's brilliant, Leon Russell. Brilliant. I interviewed him, and he was he's 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 um he looks very imposing. And when I interviewed him, he was very old and he's very quiet. It was a really tough interview. We it took it was a pre-recording. It was really really tough. Um, and afterwards, I said to his people. Was that okay? I didn't think he liked me. And I went, you're joking. We've never seen him be so talkative. That was the best interview he's done in years. Um, and he was that kind of guy. But he was an, I'm going to find that interview and I'm going to, I'm going to post it online because it's, um, it was a thrill to meet someone like that. Oh, no, I'll listen to that, and we'll look forward to it. What, are you going to play it on the, on the air? Or, uh, I might, play, I, might play, I might play a little bit of it on the air. I might play a couple of minutes of it on the air, if I can, uh, if I can find it. Russ, thank you for that. Um, 0344 499 1000. This is Talk Radio. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Midnight. We'll speak to Tim McVeigh. Not that one. Let's go to Barry. Evening, Barry. Evening. Evening, Barry. What you got for us? I uh, inadvertently uh, hit on your radio program for the first time tonight, and I uh, just wondered uh, when you ask a question, why don't you wait for an answer? For example, you you were asking, has anybody got anything to say about Trump? Well, no, no, that wasn't what I asked, was it? Okay, well... What did I ask? Go on, go on. What did I ask? Has anyone got something new to say about Trump? Correct. Oh, 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 you're that picky. Well, it's it's, it's a big difference between has anybody got anything to say about Trump... Okay. ...compared with has anybody got anything new to say about Trump? They're they're two very distinct concepts. to say about uh, Trump. I bet you haven't. On the other... Oh, yes, I have. I bet you haven't, Barry. I bet I have. I bet you haven't got anything new to say about Trump. Okay, take Trump, add an I and an H, and then see where he will end up. I Trumper? Nice try, wrong. Um, hit Trump? Try again. I know you want me to spell the word triumph, but I don't understand what triumph the... Triumph yes, is triumph. where he will end up. What does that mean, Barry? That doesn't it mean means anything. That, that Trump, uh, uh, like all the uh, knowles, uh, say that he will be a disaster, and I suspect that he may well be a triumph. Okay. And, and my question to you was to add a little bit of uh, of uh, pedantic nonsense to your show. Well, the show is nonsense. To... Yes, exactly. Exactly, but I don't I don't understand. You, when are you going to get to the? You, you said you had something what, what, new. What don't you understand, Barry? When I, when I explained it so Barry, clearly. Barry, well, you, you may have done. To you, I didn't understand it. You, you said you had something new to say about Trump. Trump. No, what was no, it? You asked if anybody had something new to say. Yes, about and Trump. I'm waiting and for I you said, to get to the bit that's new. And I said that he may well up. T- turn up to be a triumph. Yes. I think that's new. Yes, well, it's it's not new, Barry. L- loads. Okay, in that case, um, it's nice talking to you. I think is that, I'll, is that I'll it? delete is, your uh, program. Is that a hit and run, Barry? We were having a conversation. What, what, you, uh, no, you no, no, we weren't having a conversation. No, we're you weren't. Having, you were delivering a monologue. We you were delivering a monologue, and then when you realised you said something that hundreds of people have been saying on phone and radio for the last four days, you got upset and you put the phone down. <laughs>
<laughs> very, very poor. I'll give you two tried. out of ten. Hundreds of people haven't said it. Yes, they have, Barry. Have you not listened to radio over the weekend? Lo- no, I've I, said I it. Barry, I've said it. I said I think he'll probably be okay. No, no, I, no, triumph. I know, you, you're, you're obsessed with this fun word no, game no, you've no, made no, up. Because I thought I'd add a little bit of, uh, uh, pickle to your diatribe. Yes, but, but it, 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 it was like a lead balloon barrier. If it, okay, I, fine, I wouldn't fine. open with that. Fine. Okay, fine. So it's a lead balloon. I, I will do, I'll do better. If I uh, oh. ever again. Oh, it's gone from you're going to delete my station to a possible you might call in again. Oh, well, there you go. Oh, there we go. Oh. That, see, that was good. Do that again. No, you do oh. it better than I do. Okay. Oh. Go on, you do one. God, no, I wouldn't dare. You just did. Go on, do another one. No, it hurts me. Oh. Oh, God, you sound like uh, go on. Vernon Smith Hill. Gonna sound, I sound like what? Vernon Smith Hill. Who's Vernon Smith Hill? I don't know him. Oh, oh it's another radio presenter. Vernon Smith Hill? Mm-hmm. Do you mean Jonathan Vernon Smith? I just thought I'd check it out with you. What? Northampton Radio. Oh, yeah, Jonathan Vernon Smith, not not yeah. Vernon Smith Hill. I just thought I'd check it and see if you were uh, you mean check it aware. And... I used to work with him. What, what... Oh, well, fine. Well, that, that explains <laughs> it all. Oh, you're implying that? Oh, you're 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 implying I'm a homosexual? No, I I didn't know he was. I did. I don't think he is. But you well, you I seem know. to be. You know, but he, he you has s- the same squeaky voice. You seem to be implying something, Barry. I've got well, no you know, idea he, what this phone call's about. He has the same squeaky about. voice, and and he right. all he does is gabble. Right. Okay. Well, do you phone up and and um, you, do you phone him up and, and be miserable to him as well? No, I'm not miserable. No, I'm you just are. so poignant. Do you phone up with with um, uh, unoriginal thoughts that other people have said before? Is that no, what you normally do? No, I don't have unoriginal thoughts. Well, you Happily, do. I, I okay. Well, fine. In that case, and you I don't understand. I appreciate you, you, you listening to my absolute pleasure uh, to my unoriginal thoughts. Absolute and pleasure. I will uh, will definitely uh, think about not doing it. Okay. Have a good evening. How do you think the phone call went, Barry? No. Barry, it's gone. <laughs> oh dear, dear, dear! No, I wasn't casting aspersions on on, on uh, Jonathan Vernon Smith's uh, sexuality or otherwise, uh, but I just felt that there was an undertone there. He was hinting at something, wasn't he? he? Was hinting at something. I love it. I've got the Dudley Moore thing. Let's play that first because that calls left a bit of a bitter taste in my mouth. This is genius, right? Listen to this.
Lovely. A little bit of culture on the show. Uh, Ian, you're right. <laughs> I'm all right, Leslie. Good, good. Um, you know, three of my best favourite uh, musical film. Yeah. Three of your best favourite musical things, yes. Films. Films. Yeah. Sweet Charity. Remember Sweet Charity? Um, Dan Lad. Uh, yes, uh, it's got Sammy Davis Jr. in, hasn't it? Yes. Good film. And yep. Shirley MacLaine. Yep. And um, Oliver. Okay. Take it. Was um, it? Take a, Take a. I'm trying to think of the song that he, Sammy Davis Jr. Is, take a trip and swing with Daddy. Does all that, doesn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. Can you sing it? No, no. I Go can't on. Sing. Come on. No, no, no. I can't sing. Come on. No, no, sing no. Sing me a little no, bit no, of rhythm no. of life. Just no, a little bit. No, no. Yes, yes. No, yes. I've got a terrible voice. There's a, come on, don't matter. No one's listening. No. Come on. No, I, I don't remember. I would love to. I would love to sing the Sammy Davis one, but. I, sing it. I can't remember it. Oh, well, sing um, sing any song from Sweet Charity. No, it's... You just said I mean, it's one I, of your favourite musicals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I went to a picture to, to see it in the 70s. Yeah, it's been on television a few times, but I haven't seen it for a very long time now. So it's one of your favourite musicals, but you don't know any of the songs from it? Well, um, I used to know a little bit of the Sammy Davis one. Take a... What, yeah. um, swing to Daddy, take a... I forgot. Come on. Anyway, um... um well, I got a minute. Um... So? um <laughs> Hello, Dolly. <laughs> Hello, Dolly. What? Oh, the, you like Hello, Dolly? Yeah. Do you know any actual songs from Hello, Dolly? Um, no. <laughs> but I just... But, but, no, I just, but I just love the music. I just that's love your the musical. Fa- that's your favourite musical film, and you don't know any songs from no, Hello, Dolly? I just, I just love the musical. But you don't and, know any of the songs? And the Blues Brothers. That's four? Yeah, I just love them. You just said three? No, I said, I said a few. Well, I, I meant more than three. Okay. Do you know uh, any of the anyway. songs from the Blues Brothers? No. <laughs> no. Okay, wow. <laughs> Oh, um, um, you remember, um, do, do you remember Open All Hours? Unfortunately, I do, yes. Gosh, it was, that's a, yeah, a quantum it, leap. No, it's, it's, they're doing some rerun on the TV now. BBC Two, I think. Yeah. Right? You know the shop, right? With, um, Ronnie and, um, um, Giza there. Ronnie and Giza, right. yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> when you watch films and programmes, does any of the information go into your brain? <laughs> it's night. It's night. Night work. Killing me off. Yeah, well, okay. Yeah, right. so Ronnie and, and what's his name? Yeah, in the shop, yeah. Yeah. I used to drink with the um, gentleman who owns the shop. What, the real gentleman or the... No, the, no, the real gentleman who owns the shop, yeah. Right, okay. Does Can I ask you a question, right? Yeah. Um, Hey Big Spender, I think... Which one is Hey Big Spender in? Is that Hello Dolly? Right. Hey Big Spender, right? Um, Sounds like music or doesn't sound like music? Hey Big Spender? No, it doesn't sound like music, no. It doesn't sound like music, okay. No. Um, Rhythm of Life. Ah, with a powerful sight. Sounds like music or doesn't sound like music? It sounds like music. Okay, I'm glad we got that. Rhythm of light is a powerful sight. Go on. Put your rhythm in your rhythm and you. Go on. Oh, I won't go on. Go on. I can't go on. Go on. I don't know the rest. Make it up. I don't remember the rest. Make it up. <laughs> 
take a swing and swim to daddy. Is that how it goes? Yeah, it's kind of. A bit more? Mm. No, I can't remember. Do, the do rest. Hey Big Spender. No, I, I, um, Hey Big Spender is not my type of rhythm. What is your type but of rhythm? My type of rhythm is sort of rhythmatic stuff. Hey, that's, that, that um, song that you played with a lady earlier. Yeah? That was a beautiful song. A bit fulsome. Yeah. A bit. Oh, that was more your kind of stuff. Well, Leslie, I'm glad we got there in the end. I'm glad we found out it sounds like music and doesn't sound like music. Thank you very much. Talk across the UK, online and on DAB. We are talk. Talk radio. Give it some lip. Talk radio. Tim McVeigh, star of Man vs. Snake, is coming up after the news. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
Leon Russell, as a songwriter, had a bigger impact on my life than Leonard Cohen. Considerably bigger. I like a bit of Leonard Cohen. Um, what's it? Dance me... T- Dance me till the end of time. Dance me till the end of time, is that one? I, anyway, I don't know. Uh, that wasn't a bad Leonard Cohen impression. Dance me first they come from Berlin. Anyway, Leon Russell had a much bigger impact on my life than Leonard Cohen. He died on the same day as Leonard Cohen, but of course, of course... Um, was overshadowed by by Leonard Cohen. But that is absolute genius. Joe Cocker there. Now, um, loads of you got in, have been getting in touch recommending films for me to watch, and I love it. Thank you very, very much indeed. Um, and uh, a lot of you got in touch and said, Man versus Snake, Ian. You've got to watch Man versus Snake. It's on Netflix, right? And I didn't really know anything about it, and I didn't bother to read up on it or, or look into it. So I ignored your requests, for uh, your suggestions for quite a long time. And then one day, as, as you do, I was sat in Costa with a couple of hours to kill. I had my computer uh, there and uh, I went on Netflix and Man vs. Snake kind of jumped out at me. I thought, oh, I'll have some of that. And then I realised it was about old video games. I went, oh, this speak of my language. Old video games, you know I'm a massive geek. And it is such a brilliant, brilliant film. I cannot recommend it enough. Even if you don't like... Right, if you like old video games, you're going to love it, Okay, If you saw The King of Kong, it's got some of the same people in it as that. You're going to love it. But even if you don't like old video games, if you just like a good old-fashioned story of a local boy turned international hero, um, then you're going to love it. It's about this dude called Tim McVeigh, who is the first person ever to get a billion points on a video game. I showed a bit of it to my boys, okay, because they obviously they play, you know, they're six and four. They play games on the Xbox. And um, you see lots of these beautiful old arcade cabinets. And I said to my boys, that's what a video game really is. A big, massive box that's taller than a man. And they said, well, how many games could you play on it? I went, one. Each massive box had one game on it. Luckily, their mum then took them out to go um, shopping, because it suddenly got very, very sweary. But (laughs) up until that point, up until that point, it was okay. Anyway, long story short, I've been um, emailing back and forth with the the star of Man vs. Snake, the first person ever to um, uh, get a billion points on a video game. Um, I, I'm thrilled. It's Tim McVeigh. Good evening, Tim. Good evening. How the hell are you doing, man? Are you all right? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm, I'm really thrilled to talk to you. Because I, I, I'm a, I'm a video game geek, and I used to go to the arcades and we put in my 10 pence pieces, and I would I was obsessed by these... You know these huge, beautiful machines that were hypnotic. And when did you when did you start getting into video games? Oh, I was about ten years old. Our local roller skating rink. When I when I started going there as a kid, they had you know the old stuff. They had foosball tables and pool tables and stuff like that, yeah. pinball machines. And then as the newer stuff came out, as the video games came out, they started getting them. It's like, oh, what's this? You know, Space Invaders and um, the, the old Space Wars game. And, yeah. 
been just pretty much everything, you know. Every, every time a new game came out, they got it, and I was always at the skate race. So it's like, oh, awesome, new video games. For those who don't know, Space War is quite possibly, there is some debate over it, but it's certainly, if it's not the very, very first, it's the second or third video game that was ever made. Tim, this will make you feel um, jealous. I've played Space War with the guy that made Space War. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and I've also played Pong in uh, Al Acorn's um, g- garage. Anyway, I'm showing off, and it's you, it's you, it's you that should be showing off. <laughs> um, who, do, do you, did you ever play Defender? Yeah, I played Defender. Uh, I didn't play it very well. That was one of the games that had a few too many buttons and yeah, you know, maybe it was the complexity of the controls. I just I was never very good. at Who did it. you? It the the, the, the thing with Defender is you had to have someone you really trusted as your hyperspace button pusher. Yeah, that's what usually killed me when I hit hyperspace. <laughs> um, yeah, tell me about Nibbler, because I don't think Nibbler made it over to the UK. I could be wrong, but it, 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 I don't. I don't think it came over here. D- describe it for people. Well, if you're familiar with Pac-Man, it, it's a maze that looks similar to Pac-Man screen. Um, you know, it's the black background, the colorful maze. You got all the dots. There's no enemies on the screen. It's just you. You're you're a small, short snake when you start off. Every time you eat one of the dots, which the programmers I learned called croutons, they're supposed to be radioactive croutons. Of course. Every time you eat one of them, I guess the radioactivity makes you grow longer. And the the whole object is don't run into yourself. Um, You can't run into yourself, and you have a timer that's counting down the whole time. Um, Even back then, when that game was made in 82, the programmers thought video games were already too violent. So when they designed this game, one of their goals was no violence. They didn't want to kill anything. You didn't have to kill anything, or you weren't trying to avoid being killed. So that's what they came up with. Uh, it's a snake that grows longer and just don't run into yourself and run out of time. I guess the, the equivalent that some people might know now, or this is really old, is is on f- mobile phones there was a game out called Snake, which was kind of the same, but you didn't have the maze to go around. Yeah, I, I never played it really you, back you know, when it was popular, but I'm familiar with it. I've looked at that. How many references to it over the years? When did you... Um, and it's interesting what you say about... Um, uh, about them thinking that there was too much violence in video games. I remember I, I, I did a documentary years ago, Tim, about old video games. It's on YouTube. And um, I met the guy that invented Pac-Man. And um, he, he was delightful. I, I'm not sure I believe this story, but I said I asked him, you know, through the translator, what was the idea for Pac-Man? And he said, I didn't want to make it... I didn't... The similar thing. I didn't want to make a violent game. And also... <laughs> This is thing. I wanted to make a game that girls would like, and girls like shopping and eating. <laughs> and I thought, wow. I guess I never thought of it that way. I know I never <laughs> thought of it that way, but it was spot on. Um, uh, when did you realize? Um, when- sorry, I've got you on speakerphone right now, and Tina McVeigh's sitting here with me too. My wife, who's also in the film. Hey, Tina, how you doing? Hi. Your husband is an international superstar. I think she, my wife's the superstar. Why is she giggling, Tim? Because she just she can't get over it. She just it's weird when she hears her husband an international superstar. I guess. Tim, let me speak to Tina um, for a second. Can I speak to Tina? Yep. Tina, can I speak to sure. you? Sure. Tina, when did um? Uh, 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 how long have you been married for? Um, 
10, 10 years? 10 years. You don't remember? Wow. Yeah, I know. That was... we've, been, we've been together We've been together 16. We've, we've been married 10. So our anniversary Wait. was the 22nd of October, 10 years oh, of marriage. Well, happy anniversary. Happy belated anniversary. T- Tina, at what point in your courtship did Tim say, oh, yeah, by the way, I was the first dude ever to get a billion points on a video game? Um, when he moved his stuff from a storage unit in Tennessee, and I came across the box, and I found the key to the city of Ottumwa buried in the bottom of the box, and I said, what's this? And he goes, oh, it's just something I did when I was a teenager. Wow. And he didn't, because that, that would be the, f- I mean, this is probably why I, I wasn't particularly good with girls when I was a teenager, but that would have been the first thing I would have said. No. He never once brought it up. And what did you think, Tina? Uh, you know, the key to the city is, is an in- incredible thing. And I know that there was even a Tim McVeigh day in January. What, what, what did you think, Tina, when you found out that he, to, to a lot of people, your your husband, your boyfriend then, was, was a, is a hero? <laughs> I, I'm very I'm very proud of him. Um, actually, the, he, he now has a second day named after him. Oh, well, kind of. Well, I they, they named uh, my birthday. Well, actually, it was August the sixth this year. They named it Man versus Snake Day in some while as well. So it's not really after me, but I guess it's kind of because of me, the film and the, the game and everything. And when is Tim McVeigh Day? Is that, does that still happen? Do you celebrate Tim McVeigh Day in your house, Tim McVeigh? It, it's January twenty eighth, nineteen eighty four, was the actual date, and I always took it as a day, you know, not a not a revolving annual thing. But there's been a lot of different. Uh, arcades and different people where we've had little get-togethers, played some games, stuff like that. We added a Star Wars arcade out in DeKalb, Illinois for a few years. It's been about three or four years in a row, and I'm not sure what we're doing in January. Nothing's really been set yet, but everybody keeps going, yeah, January's coming up. we got to celebrate Tim McVeigh Day. And I just kind of look at it and say, how many times can you celebrate <laughs> and congratulate me for something I did? You know, I, it, it's over. Oh, I, I, what, I, what I enjoyed about the film is you're just so down to earth. You know, it's just... When did when? Why was it Nibbler? What what attracted you to, to, to that game, Tim? When, when did you realise actually you you were quite special at it? Um, just the speed. Um, when I when I went into Twin Galaxies, the first time I saw Nibbler, when I walked in, Tomasaki was there um, from the film. You know, he's from the guy from Montana, Tomasaki. He he was the original champion. Yeah. When I walked in and seen him, I'd never seen the game. I'd never heard of the game, and. Just, just watching it was so fast, and I, I was always into race cars growing up. I loved racing, and I loved things that were fast. So my two favorite games from back in the golden era of arcade gaming was Nibbler and Robotron. Yeah, just oh, Robotron. beating the intensity. Robotron, and, Robotron was an insane game. I found that unplayable. Honestly, I play hours on it. That's I got a Robotron and a Nibbler in my living room. Those are the only two cabinets that I have. <laughs> and 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 the idea for the billion and the reason that Nibbler w- was so good for the billion. Am I right? It's the, it, it was one of the only games that, where you could score a billion on it. At that time, it was the only game. There was a right. game I think called Victory or Victory Road. I forget for sure. Right. But the game it stopped scoring one point short of a billion. Mm. It was a faster scoring game, so you could do it in, I think it was a day, you know, under 24 hours. But the score stopped. When it got to 999,999,999, it just stopped. It wouldn't allow you to roll. It wouldn't allow you to get another point, so you could not score a billion on it. And Tomasaki, it was, uh, it was all his idea. I don't know what made him think of it, but 
he was the one that started the quest to be the first person to score a billion. And then Walter Day, you know, from King of Kong and from Man vs. Snake, he owned the arcade that we were playing at, and Walter just, he was full of encouragement. He always, you know, tried to get us to, to push ourselves to go farther. And, and Walter just made this thing, you know, 16 years old, and he just made this thing sound huge. Yeah. The first person that broke the four-minute mile, you know, it doesn't <laughs> matter how many times it got broke after that. There's only going to be the person that did it once, the first person. We talked about the first person to climb Everest, and, you know, you're 16, you're like, yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Be the first person, you know. It just, I don't know. I should for those who haven't for those who haven't seen the film, I should say Walter Day, and I'm I'm going to try and get him on the show at a later date. He is um, he's the guy that owns Twin Galaxies, which is the arcade where where, where you did this, um, and he's a fascinating character. He, he, you get a little bit of his backstory in this movie, and he kind of talks about how he was a bit of a player and a little bit of a ladies' man, and you know he, he went to parties and enjoyed himself and he enjoyed women, and then um, he kind of had a spiritual awakening, and he's he's this sort of become this enlightened i don't want to say guru because that's too big a word but this this very enlightened spiritual person and he talks about everybody you know talks about your journey and everyone's on a journey and um he see he seems like a real kind of father figure to a lot of the gamers is that right yeah he kind of he kind of was to us in the arcade you know he, he kind of looked out for us he gave the kids somewhere to go that helped keep us out of trouble and you know he just he encouraged us to be the best that we could be a lot of arcades, I can remember going into some arcades back in the day, and you'd put a quarter in, and you'd, if you're really good at the game, you know, you'd be playing it a half hour to an hour later or whatever. I had arcade owners just walk up to me and pull the plug on the machine. No way. Like, well, what are you doing? And the guy looked at me and says, you got your 25 cents worth. Time to, time to move on let somebody else have a chance. Oh, no. Walter never did that, you know. The Nibbler machine, when I'd, when I'd go in when the arcade opened and I put a quarter in that machine, he only made 25 cents on that machine all day long. But he encouraged it, and not not too many people were willing to do that back then. Mm. Um, getting a billion points. It, it, how long did it take? Thirty six hours. Is that right? When I did it, when I was sixteen, it took me forty four hours and forty five minutes. <laughs> Come on! I started at two p.m. on a Sunday afternoon, and I finished at quarter to eleven in the morning on a Tuesday morning. Now there is there is a kind of there is a little trick in Nibbler, isn't there, that you can get. You can build up lives so that you can walk away from the cabinet for a few minutes and go off and go and uh, go go to the bathroom and things like that. What what was the longest time you were away from the cabinet whilst you were getting the billion points? Uh, probably maybe ten minutes. Yeah, five to ten minutes. I didn't like to be gone very long. It just made me nervous, you know. And the longer that you're away from it, the longer your game's going to go. Yeah, you know. If you're taking ten minute breaks every hour, every two hours, you know, you just added ten more minutes to your game and pretty soon you've added an hour to your game or, you know, more. So the idea is, you know, not to not to really leave the machine unless you need to for some reason to Do you, keep going. When you're going, when you're playing it I've, and I've seen the game playing, it is fast, man. It is fast. Do you not um do you not go a bit blind, you know, because you're staring at this snake that's whizzing around and it's getting bigger and bigger? Do you not, I don't know, it, does it not become like a psychedelic experience or you, you, you kind of dis... Do you not go mad? Not, well, not until you're later into a marathon. For me, your eyes start getting funny and stuff when you get into the upper 30-hour range. Um, well, I got the record as a kid, there was a cubert to the left of me. And I will never, ever, ever, ever do another marathon where I can see a cubic machine in my peripheral vision. 
Well, it's got all the 3D cubes on yeah. it, and they're all different colors, and they're constantly changing. And just seeing that out of the corner of my eye, my peripheral vision, you know, after a while, it looked like Cubit was on the sides of the cubes. It looked like Cubit was on the bottom. So I was, <laughs> I was looking at it, and I asked Tom Galt, the kid playing, I'm like, how did you get it on the bottom of the cube? <laughs> he looks at me and goes, what? What are you talking about? It's a Cubit. It's on the bottom of the pyramid. He's like, no, it's not. I said, yeah, it is. How'd you do that? Tim McVeigh so, yeah, is tripping a, on Nibbler. Um, oh, yeah, the, 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 the film is a joy, and I don't want to give away too much of the story of the film, but um, when did the filmmakers get in touch with you? And was it, a, was it a, you know, a surprise to get a phone call saying, hey, we want to make a documentary about you? Well, Walter actually contacted me and said he had been contacted by a couple guys from Hollywood that were interested in interviewing me to possibly do a documentary. And I just kind of chuckled, and I was like, yeah, okay, Walter, who put you up to this? Yeah. You know, because... It was 25 years later, 26 years later, whatever, and I hadn't really talked about it, kind of like what my wife told you. You know, I hadn't yeah. really talked about it for years and years and years. So I said, sure, whatever, Walter, go ahead, give them the info. And they didn't contact me right away, and by the time they did, I, I basically forgot about it. I mean, it was four or five weeks, maybe longer, and they called, and they, they said who they were, and they, and they wanted to talk to me, and I'm like, you're who? You're you're calling for what? And, okay, what's the joke? Who put you guys up to this? And then we just started talking. And when they originally asked about coming out here to Iowa to interview us the first time, it was just supposed to be a short documentary. Their original intention was like a 15, 20-minute documentary yeah. straight to YouTube. And they were going to talk about what I did as a kid and being the first person to get the score. And that's that's all there was going to be. That was it. And then, uh, as time often does, things just changed. They, what was supposed to be the original ending happens pretty on, early on in the movie, which it shows me with Walter at a place in Chicago at the Video Game Summit, and they're giving me my certificate for yeah. getting the score as a kid. That was originally the end of the documentary. And driving back from Chicago, riding with Walter, we, you know, well, what if this? Well, what if that? Do you think you could play? Do you want to play? Would you, you know? Wow. And we just we just, we talked all the way back. It's about a five five and a half hour drive. Two days later, I sent Walter an email. I said, well. There's only one way to find out. You and, you and Billy, if anybody can make it happen, you and Billy need to find me a machine. Let's find out. And then it just it went from now, there, one thing after the other. It's, it's like interesting, Tim, it's interesting you mentioned Billy Mitchell, right? Um, for, for, again, if you've not seen the film, Billy Mitchell is, is another video game. He, is he the... I'll get confused. What What is he the champion of? Um, right now, I don't believe anything at the right. moment. Okay. Over the course of time, he was the very first person to get an absolute perfect Pac-Man score. That was it. And he, he was the subject of the King of Kong. There was a high score battle going for the Donkey Kong record. At one time, I believe Billy held Pac-Man, Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr., Centipede, Burger Time, <laughs> and I think I'm forgetting one. He had like five or six of them. All and the what's interesting, time. Tim, is in this, because I've seen King of Kong and it's beautiful. In King of Kong... Billy Mitchell is is portrayed as the bad guy, and he's 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 seen as kind of being a bit of a bully. Yet in this film, in in, in Man vs Snake, he comes across as the good guy. He's there. He, he's he's giving you encouragement. He wants to get on the phone and and kind of give you positive positive messages when you're when you're struggling a bit. Um, and I wonder what you know. Was he being portrayed as the bad guy in King of Kong just for a bit of theatre? Okay, we'll go two directions on that. Yeah. In my film, Billy really did belong there. You know, there was a comment in one of the gaming forums, well, they had to go get Billy Mitchell or it wouldn't be an official documentary or, you know, something to that effect. 
And I said, you know, Billy was there in the tumble when I got the score as a kid. He yeah. was one of the people that stayed awake with me when the arcade closed and helped me stay awake. So he was there then. You know, this wasn't a, well, we had to go get him type thing. And then the other part of it is it relates to the King of Kong. When I was at that event in Chicago, another uh, really famous gamer, Todd Rogers, was there. And a couple of the people that were there asked him questions about the King of Kong. And I thought Todd had a really interesting answer. Um, he said, okay, so he says, let's suppose I have a script to a film. I make 11 copies of it, and I give that script to 11 different directors. What do you suppose you're going to watch when they're done? And, you know, nobody really answered. And Todd says, well, do you think that you're going to watch 11 of the exact same movie? Yeah. Or do you think you're going to watch 11 different movies, even though the story was the basis, it was the same story? Well, you know, the logical answer is everybody's going to do their own twist on it. They're going to edit it the way they think it needs to be edited. They're going to tell their story. So the Billy I know is... Much, much more the Billy that's in my documentary. Yeah. Um, the Billy that was in King of Kong, I think they took a little bit of creative liberties and, and maybe went out. I wasn't there. But my, my personal opinion from the guy I know and what yeah. I watched on the film and the stories I've heard, they got a little creative with the editing to yeah. try to build up a rivalry and make it into more than it was. I'm I'm glad you said that because I, I I think I fell for it when I watched The King of Kong and it was a real revelation to see him being absolutely charming and um uh, and delightful and supportive of you in your movie. Um, if you ever had a chance to meet him, I think that's the person you would meet. Yeah, I mean that's that's the person I know and I've known for for decades. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm we're gonna, again I'm going to try and get him on the show at some point in the future. Um. You did. This isn't too much of a spoiler alert. You you do get the bit. You do get the billion points again in the present day. How many efforts did it take this time around to do it? And how uh, how heartbreaking was it every time you failed? Ironically, both scores took seven tries. It was the seventh try each time. Yeah, that's why uh, I've had a few people ask me if I'm going to try it again. I said, boy, I, one more marathon, maybe two, maybe, but I don't know that I want to do seven more of them. Yeah. So. I don't know why that's my magic number. It's tough, um, and it got tougher as it went along because the first time I tried it, nobody was really watching. You know, nobody really knew about it. Nobody really knew me that much. Um, some of the people you did, you know, from years ago, but in the modern time, it was streaming wasn't really out there. I think, you know, Dwayne Richard and I, when we went to MAGFest, we, we were adamant that if we're going to do this event out in Washington, D.C., away from our friends and family, with today with the Internet, it's got to be on the Internet somehow, yeah. some way. If you want us to travel out there and play, you have to promise us that you will put it on the Internet so our friends and family back home can watch. So that, that brought more people in, just that one trip. That was the you know, was kind of the beginning of it. And then every time I played, I had more people watching and more people talking about it, and then I would fail. And then, you know, it's, well, when are you going to play again, Tim? When are you going to play again? And it just it kept going. It was frustrating. I just I felt like I was letting everybody down, and I, I don't like to be that guy, you know? It was, uh, it was frustrating for my wife. It was frustrating for me perfectly. Yeah, or for me, you know, you just you, you look back on it and you think, well, I did it before. I should be able to just do it again, you know, <laughs> and you can play really well. And yeah. It just doesn't happen. I, I never had blisters as a kid. As a kid, I rode a BMX bike. I was into wrestling. I played football. My hands were tougher. You know, I was always outside, always doing something. And we lived in the arcade. All the arcade machines, yeah. literally all the arcade machines had joysticks, you know, a few trackballs, but you were constantly playing with the joystick. So you had calluses in all the places that you probably really needed them. Fast forward to, you know, modern times, and you're using the Xbox controller with yeah. the little thumbsticks, and those calluses and those those uh, tough hands are long gone. So I really struggled with blisters. That was a really big problem. And, 
I was starting to think I was never going to get it, and I, I found some gloves that helped me prevent the blisters. So I love that it. That really is what kind of pushed me over the T- top. Is, is, trying to fight through and get rid of them. Tim, is Tina still there? Yeah, she's sitting right Tina, there. I, Tina, I wanted to ask you, because you, you, you are so supportive of Tim, and it's such a joy to see you. Um, how difficult was it for you each time Tim failed to do it? What did, how, how did you console him? What did you do? Did you disappear? Did you, how, did you, you, how did you help? Well, you know, I I was always, it's like I said in the, in the film, you know, I was always going to be there to support him no matter what. And it, it's, it's a struggle, yeah. you know, these people that they don't realize how much of a struggle it is for gamers who do marathons and they're up for 30, 40, some of them 50 plus hours wow. with no sleep. And, you know, his, his last attempt, I stayed up with him the whole entire time. <laughs> that is dedication. And she's, she's never, she didn't, at that time, she'd never drank coffee. She had no caffeine, no caffeine supplements, wow. no energy drinks, just sheer willpower. Yeah. So she really got a, she really got a feel for what that feels like. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, honey. So, so it's like, you know, you, you have, you have the mindset that they get into yeah. of, you know, after 30 some odd hours, it's, you know, you start getting that, it's like Dwayne talked in the movie, you know, where's that haze coming from? Yeah. And, and, you know, they, they start getting tired and, and, you know, just start talking to themselves and, and <laughs> crazy. Uh, one of the neater ones, they had an Iron Man 2 contest down in Atumwa in November of, uh, I think it was 2011. And I was in it and Rick Carter was in it. Um, Rick's in the Man vs. Snake as well, though, yeah. briefly. But uh, my machine malfunctioned, and I ended up getting third place. Well, when the machine malfunctioned, we loaded it up, and we went home. I was, I think it was like 30, 32 hours into the game, and we loaded it up, and Tina drove, and we came home. And the next day, we went back down to the event, and there's Rick still playing. He's the last guy standing. He's still playing Cubert. Wow. Nobody's in the room with him, and I walked in. And I didn't want to disturb him because I know how it is when you get really tired, you know, and you've been in a long game. So I sat down on a chair probably four or five feet behind him, kind of off to his right a little bit so I could see the screen, and I just kind of sat there. And He was sitting there having a conversation with nobody. Wow. There was nobody there. Yeah. And I, I remember him talking about the, the damn tree, the damn tree and the tree branches, and I was like, what the hell is he talking about? He's playing Cuba. What tree? <laughs> so... I sat there for a while, and then we finally left, and we went home again that night, you know, second night. Go back the next day, and Rick's game had finally ended, and he'd went and got some sleep, and later that evening, we all went out to, to dinner. And I looked at him, I said, okay, you've had some sleep, right? And he goes, yeah. I said, are you feeling normal? you feeling like yourself right now? He says, yeah, I'm fine. Why? I said, okay, when I went in there last night, you were sitting there, and you are having a conversation with yourself, and you were talking about the tree. You couldn't figure out how to get up the tree trunk. And he smiles, and he goes, yeah, he says, the bottom two rows of cubes on Cubert were down at the base of the tree, and then there was a tree trunk that went Brilliant. up, and then all the rest of the cubes were setting up on the branches, on the limbs, and I couldn't figure out how to get from the bottom part of the, the cubes up the tree trunk to the top. And is, I was just looking at it and going, okay, I know that was... Isn't the human fatigued, mind you know? weird? Yeah. Um, Tim, yeah. Tim and Tina, I tell you what, it's such a joy 
to um to hear you you're, you're so obviously very much in love with each other and it's such a joy to hear it and it was so it was such a pleasure to watch that film final question tim and i'll let you go um and i love the fact that i asked you to come on on a thursday and you said oh i can't do thursday it's date night for us i love it i love you yep. too what's next for you tim um i've always had it in my head that i wanted to when I played Nibbler, I started at 2 o'clock in the p.m. on a Sunday, and I got down at quarter till 11 in the morning on Tuesday. Yeah. And went across three different days, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. But everybody always says, well, you played you played that game for two days. And my answer is always, no, I, I played for 44 hours and 45 minutes. Two days is 48 hours. Yeah. I never played for two days. So the next thing, I'd made a bucket list thing with it when I was a kid because I was kind of crazy. Um, had the billion was the first thing. The second thing was 48 hours, which I haven't done yet. The third thing was 50 hours, which, I mean, that's hardly any farther, but that that would get my two days down, and then the 50 hours was just kind of a neat number. Yeah. Um, the next the next number was 72 hours. Shut up, man! The, the next number on the list after that would have been 2 billion, and then the final number on the list was 100 hours. We used to be crazy enough to think that you could play for 100 hours on yeah. a game. Um, George Lutz, playing Cubert, he played into the 90-hour range. Man but alive. he took naps because Cubert allows you to bank so many lives. Right. He's actually able to sleep and get some sleep. As kids, that's not what we had intended. I mean, no disrespect to him at all. That was amazing what he did. Yeah. But our idea was one quarter, one game. You stayed awake for the duration. Yeah. I'm not crazy enough to think I can do any of that anymore, but I think 48 hours is reasonable. And since I'm actually 49, I've had it in my head that I want to try to play for 50-plus hours <laughs> once I'm 50 years old. Tim? If, That's sometime after next August. Tim, if you decide to do it, man, let us know and we'll cover it on here. And um, but both Tim and Tina, I, the, the film is such a joy. And we've, th- there is still so much in the film that we've not revealed. It's man versus snake. Um, and there are so many different stories that are going on. Uh, I really appreciate you both coming on. I, I think I, I just just think it's it's wonderful. It's such a good story. Thank you so much, Tim. And thank you, Tina. You're welcome. Thank you. Take, Thank you. take care. We'll speak again soon. We'll, sp- we'll speak to him when he does the 50 hours. Oh, I love that. I hope you enjoyed that. I know it's a little bit geeky, but I, what a lovely couple they were. Tim McVeigh. Uh, Man vs. Snake is the film. I've missed two ad breaks. I'm so sorry. Here we go. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh, three. Oh, look, we've got um, 20 minutes of the show left to go. Oh, three. Four 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 nine nine one thousand. I'm just watching the videos that Russell has sent me. Um, as always, things are a little bit more complicated. Um, it, it, it's not. Oh, I don't know. There's, no, there's nothing I can do anyway. But um, it's, it's not particularly pleasant viewing. Um, last twenty minutes of the show, dear listener. If you want to uh, take part, now is the time to call. Oh three four four. 499-1000 is the uh, telephone number. We call you back as well. And uh, don't forget, loads of you don't know this, so I should remind you, James Whale is back. James Whale has come home at uh, 7 o'clock in the evening till 10 o'clock at night. Uh, he's my warm-up act. Monday to Thursday. Um, James and Ash are back together again. So that's that's got to be uh, a cause for celebration. What have we spoken about this evening? Well, TV is rubbish. Um, adverts are rubbish. I am trying, I'm going to, not trying, I am going to, this week, between now and the end of, of Friday Night Show, I'm I'm not going to post any negative things 
on uh, Twitter. How's about that? Now, I will probably come a cropper quite quickly. So if I post something that you perceive to be negative, um, then give me a little bump. Send me a, a little, um, <clears throat> excuse me, didn't you say, I will probably tell you to F off and then I will apologise immediately. That's what I will do. Um, so, I, 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 and I think maybe, because Twitter is, um, it is a vile, vile place, isn't it? It's a thoroughly unpleasant place. And maybe if we all made a bit of an effort to not be unpleasant on there, the world would be a nicer place. No, it probably wouldn't, would it? But you never know. Uh, you never know. 0344 499 um, 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Um, I was wondering, tonight of course is the supermoon. And I was wondering if it would have an impact in the calls we would have because there is there are there are some who subscribe to a school of thought that a full moon has um that's why people are called lunatics isn't it because the you know there is a theory that the moon not only controls the tides uh, we are made up of 80 percent water and so it controls our brains and stuff like that i kind of partly go along with that and i think tonight we have had well, we've definitely had some more emotional calls than perhaps we would normally get. And I wonder, I wonder if this super moon has had uh, has played any part in that. I mean, Russell obviously was very upset. Um, uh, it got a little bit fraught with Russ. Um, uh, Barry, of course, was a little bit. Um, was a little bit uh, tense, as I suspected. And uh, as I suspected, nobody has had anything new to say about Trump. I mean, triumph. <laughs> bad, bad wordplay aside. Loads of people have said he'll be a good president. Loads of people have. So that's not new. So I was right. My prediction um, it, 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 on that was right. I look forward to Barry's second call. He will make another. He won't be able to resist it. Barry's listening now. That, that these type always do um and he's fuming because he knows he can't phone in to have a go at me because that will prove he's listening um but i've i've been proven right there is nothing new or original to say about the president elect and yet i know when i get in my car and flick through the radio stations, they'll be talking about Donald Trump. The the boring fella on the other thing, when we drive home, oh, it's going to be tedious, tedious pomposity about it. I, want, I mean, I, 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 I'm wondering, it out, I'm thinking out loud, if I can come up with an original Trump phone-in, and, and even me, with my marvellous, marvellous brain... I couldn't come up with an original, certainly not an original phone-in topic on him. I mean, we and we couldn't do a phone-in on how would you assassinate him, which is which is probably the only original one 
How would you go about killing the president-elect? Call me now. Don't. Don't. Um, but that's the only... Anyway, 15 minutes of the show. If you want to give us a call, you can. Otherwise, I'll just sit here talking to myself. 0344 499 This is Talk Radio. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. I, I, I like it when... Um, we haven't had it for a while. I do like it when... Um, the show sort of winds down for the last... Oh, hang on, let me plug that in. That's what that... Uh, ow! That's licked an electric cable. That was silly. Um, I do like it when the, the, the show kind of winds down over the last half an hour or so. I've just had an email from Tim McVeigh. Nicest man in the world. Thanks so much for having me on. I really enjoyed it. Second email. Um, I've just spoken to the, the uh, team that made the film. Is there a link to listen to it? I, I replied saying, listen, we'll put it out as a podcast. I'll send you the link. And if you go for a world record attempt again, get in touch, man, and we'll speak to him while he's doing the world record attempt. Why? Imagine that, speaking to him 40 hours into it. Wasn't he nice? Just what a lovely couple when he said, I'm sorry for interrupting you. Oh, man, alive. Um, Kyle! Evening, second appearance, sorry. After I destroyed you <sighs> in you the did, but first appearance. It seems like a lifetime ago. It does, doesn't it, in many ways. It, for some people, it was a lifetime. Just think, just think, and what are the stats, Kyle, mm. on the rate at which people die? Because I wonder how many people have died, A, around the world, and B, in this country, since we last spoke... About two hours and 40 minutes ago. I wonder how many people have died. Catherine, could you uh, do... Three. Three people have died. Oh, shut up. You just literally just pulled that finger out of your ass. Out of Ed's ass. Do some research, for God's sakes, team. I demand stats. I demand stats, Kyle. Um, you... Yeah? Sorry, no, sorry, you can't talk to Cass. What? You can't talk to Catherine. Yes, I can. I'm, oh. a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a boss. Oh. oh, she's saying one person has died. Oh, no, she's not. She's being rude. Oh. Get to the point, Kyle, before I destroy you a second time. Well, no, I was just going to say, uh, obviously, very sad about Russell's call yep. earlier. Yep, very, very sad, wasn't it? Uh, obviously, you know, hopefully I can kind of help. But the other thing is... <clears throat> oh, me, yeah, Russell, did... Russell sent me his email. Uh, Kyle, <clears throat> I will put you in touch with Russell if that's right. Russell, Kyle has, has, has got a possible possible solution uh, i've also emailed russell and said look if you want me to email your boss and 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 you know I, i'm i'm happy to do that i think i think i can do that i can't get too involved because i don't know the the, the ins and outs but um I, i've seen the videos and um yeah maybe maybe i can send an email to his boss or something but i'll put you two in touch kyle yeah no that's cool but um i clicked periscope on tonight for the first time in ages and have you got an arms T-shirt on? Are you part of the militia? Yes, yes. If you're watching on uh, Periscope, I've got a T-shirt. Jonathan's Army Arms. A-R-M, small s. Um, Albion Revolutionary Militia. Uh, yeah, I've got a T-shirt done, mate. I'm in. I'm totally in. Yeah, but have we have we actually heard from him since, uh, from Jonathan, since I saw the pictures at the weekend? I can't answer that question. That's bizarre. I can't answer any more questions um, about arms. Oh, is that because you're now a member? Sorry? Is that because you're a member? The line's breaking up, caller. 
Oh, I shall leave it with you then, Ian, to hang about with John. Let's just say, let's just say, Kyle, you're okay. on, you're on the list. <laughs> Thank you very much indeed. Wow, is that worldwide? Just in this country? In blimey, Rashid. Hello. Have a guess at how many people have died in this country in the last two hours. Seventeen. Well, when we say this, no, hang on a minute. Catherine has given me false information. Absolute false. They're, they're both waving their arms, going, "No, no, no, that's not, that's not correct." Hmm. We'll, we'll have to, we'll have to hold off on that, that, that fact. I could have just said it, and people would have believed it. What have you called in for, Rashid? Well, because it's the brightest moon since nineteen forty-eight. I think, you know, it's time. I haven't done it for a while. Here we go. Can I go for it? Please do, buddy. Please do. Blue moon, I saw you standing alone Without a dream in my heart Without a love of my own ba 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 dang ba dang dang bip dip dong ding ba ding ba dong ding Blue moon, blue, blue, blue I think he makes those words up. A dippy dong dong. <laughs> that was um, a right said Fred song, wasn't it? Dippy dong dong. Oh no, deeply dippy dong dong. Uh, so a hundred and seventeen people have died in the last two hours. Um, so. Um, and you cannot pin any of them on me because I was on Periscope the whole time. But, of course, how they would have done that in Columbo's day is I would have filmed this. It's like, is it Saw 2 or Saw 3? The one where he's watching the horrific events unfold on a TV screen and then the, the clues... And then he gets to work out, he pieces the clues together and gets to work out where the people are. Spoiler alert. And then it turns out he was watching a video of what happened the day before. So he gets there and they're good, the Saw films. I like them. The first one, is it the first one? The first Saw one is the one in the toilet. I want to play a game. Have you never seen a Saw film, Kath? Oh, the first one. Is is absolutely brilliant. It's it it really is a brilliant. It's two men wake up in a filthy toilet. It looks like a public toilet, and they're chained. They're in separate corners of the room, and they're chained, and they don't know who put them there, and they can't move. They can't escape. It's absolutely brilliant. You you'd be scared. Let's watch Saw together. Let's watch Saw before the show tomorrow night. Um, that, that that's what we'll do um and then i think the second one is the one where they're in a house i think and that's quite good and then the third one i think is a is a little bit um a little bit rubbish really i want to play a game that's where that came from i want to play the game um well look we, 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 there's no point in touting for phone calls because um people aren't going to uh, phone in but i think we've had a, a, a deliciously um, weird and wonderful show that's kind of gone all over the place tonight. I suspect the supermoon 
has had uh, some impact on it. Um, there was interesting. There was an interview with an astronomer. They're the good guys, aren't they? They're the science guys um, on Radio Four, and he says he said um, he said this 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 happens. The, the supermoon happens kind of kind of fairly regularly. He said, but no one's ever been interested in it before until about two years ago when an astrologer called it the supermoon. And until then, no one was that bothered by it. And suddenly, now it's um, now it's branded. Everybody's it's like a it's like a thing. Um, and I suspect it's played a part on um, on the show. But then if I say that, does that mean that I believe in astrology? Of course not. That's gubbins. Absolute um, nonsense. How could anyone think that the alignment of the planets, the moment that you pass out of your mother's tummy, um, has an impact on the the way you live your life and, and events that happen in your life? That's obviously, maybe we'll talk about this a bit more tomorrow because we're coming to the end of the show now, but that's obviously... Complete and utter rubbish, isn't it? I mean, it would be nice if 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 it had a little bit, but it can't do, can it? Anyway, maybe that's a conversation for another day. Uh, that's it for tonight. Um, we've got Matt Haig coming in tomorrow. Oh, brilliant! Matt Haig's going to come in tomorrow, and also we've got Dennis the Corriers coming on as well at half past. A busy show tomorrow. We may not have time for your calls. I'm sure Matt will take your calls. Dennis will take your calls as well, actually. I'll take your calls. We'll fit it all in. Um, we'll put up the uh, Tim McVeigh uh, interview as a podcast tomorrow evening, as well as a best of. And don't forget, keep an eye on me on Twitter. If I post anything that could be perceived as negative um, between now and the end of Friday's show, I must change my name back because I've changed it on there to Tony Mustafa, um, then um, just send me a little nudge and say, Oi! I thought you weren't going to post negative stuff. I bet I'll fail. I'll fail tomorrow, but we'll we'll have a go. Thank you as always, Edward. Thank you, Catherine. Back tonight at 10. Ta-ta. Talk Radio. 24-hour radio debate and entertainment. Talk Radio. We'll get you talking.